Eminem, you all lady? That's all yeah. I got, man. <laughs> hey, man, that's all, we, that's all we need, man. We only need uh, Cleveland late last evening and slide around. It's Actually, the Eminem one is very poignant because we have a uh, uh, some Eminem talk to get to eventually. Yeah. That's important. I, w- I wonder who's sliding around listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get into it, man, because uh, it's a lot of beef. I, I declare 2024 so far is the year of beef. Yeah. Because ever since a certain uh, comedian stepped on Shannon Sharp's show, <laughs> it's been nothing but nonstop beef every single week, man. Yeah, man. So, yeah. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to hear. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what you got to say about that, man. <laughs> well, I, I can't wait to hear what we all got to say, including the people that we haven't talked to in a while about yeah. all the things that have gone on this past few weeks. You know, we are back at it, of course. Jim Juice Podcast, back in full effect. Might be wondering where y'all niggas been at. Look, man, <laughs> life happens. We had a busy Texan season, a, lo- a deep run into the playoffs, yeah. um, and a lot going on. And then we were supposed to come back next week, but I didn't got a little sick, so I had to sit that out. But we back at it now, man. We back at it for a full, the new season of Gems and Juice podcast. Season number, I don't know what the fuck it is by now. Yeah. Been doing it for a minute now. <laughs> But we back at it, man. A lot to get into. But first off, little little wellness check for uh, both of us, man. First off, Figgy, how you been, man? How was the uh, Texan season for you? How's work been? How's life been? How you been, bro? Man, life been good. The, the Texan season been pretty good, too. I know that kind of make you proud, too, because you, you was part of the journey. But yeah. um, I ain't going to lie, man. We, we had our predictions before the season started. And I think I had them winning like four games, five games. So they already, they took that out of there. And um, 
I did not expect them to make the playoffs, man. I I had stuff planned after the season and all this other stuff, and I had to cancel all of that because they had a damn home playoff game. I did not know they was gonna have a home playoff game at that. So um, it was, man. This pro- this was probably the best season I've been a part of since I've been here, man. And you know, this ain't their first time in the playoffs, but for some reason, this felt a lot better, man. It was. It was good. Nobody expected them to win the, the division. Um, they whooped up on the Cleveland Browns, man. That that was that was probably the best game in history, man. Like that game was completely off the rails, and they went in and punched Cleveland in the mouth, and it was over since then. But um, overall, man, the season was good, man. Um, I enjoyed every bit of it, and um, I can't wait to next season, man. It was fun. Yeah, um, it really was, man. Um, and I got to say, because, um, yeah, I know on our last podcast, we gave our predictions. And basically, I thought that they were just going to barely miss the playoffs. And I said, controversially, maybe that I wouldn't mind if they barely missed the playoffs just because, you know, I didn't think they were good enough to really win playoff games. But yeah. I have to admit, man, it's, it, when they got to the final game against the Colts for the season, I wanted them to win at that point. Yeah, because I'm like, look, your destiny's in your ch- in your hands at this point. I wanted them to beat the Colts and make the playoffs, man. Even though it meant a more more work days of work <laughs> when I didn't even know where I was going to work, man. There was all kinds of weird games. There was games on Monday, games on Saturday, games on Sunday. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. I, I want to be a part of it. I want to see them beat the Colts. Yeah. So they beat the Colts. Everybody thought, you know, the the surprise dark horse Super Bowl candidate. Cleveland Browns, led by Joe Flacco, <laughs> yeah. would eventually uh, would just tear apart the Texans, man. Yeah. Um, and of course, that didn't happen. Uh, we saw that home game, the first only blowout of the whole season happened in the playoffs, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that that's the only game Texans fans could have went home early. Really, yeah. <laughs> like every other game went down to the last second. Yeah. But this one. Except the ones like the Jets and all that shit. But that was the away games, too. But anyway, so I was very happy to see them beat the Browns. I knew they was going to get smoked by the Ravens. You know, like, people tried to talk themselves into that. I'm like, come on, man. I, that, I, I was talking myself. I talked myself into it, man. Brandon like, Scott was, was uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know that Joel Santana gif where he's like, yeah. That reminded me of people like Brandon Scott, man. Y'all was really trying to... Believe the hype. And I get it. I get yeah. it. I wanted them to win, but I'm like, they're just not there yet, man. Yeah, okay? see, the, see, the thing was, I wasn't thinking like they were better than the Ra- uh, the Ravens, but just I was just looking at the Ravens' history where, yeah. you know, some, like they be good in the, in the regular season and then they just fall apart in the playoffs, man. And I was kind of banking on them falling apart in the playoffs, them being rusty. But that was the last thing they were, man. They weren't they weren't rusty at all. And it was off. I think they was off for like three weeks, man, because they ain't really mm-hmm. they ain't really play their players in the in I wanna say in the uh, last game of the season. They had a bye week and then they came back to play the Houston Texans. So they were off for a minute. So I ain't I thought I thought the Houston Texans had a chance, man, and clearly they didn't. Yeah, I mean the defense was just too much for the for the Texans, man. They they couldn't get an offensive. They couldn't even get in the red zone. You yeah. know, 
score looked closer than it was because there was like a punt return, fucking touchdown and all that shit. Yeah. But yeah, the, the offense was just didn't show up that day, man, unfortunately. Yeah. But it is what it is. What's up, Michael Garcia on Facebook? I see you, man. Says, What's man, up, I man? missed this podcast. One of my, one, if not my favorite all time. Thank you, man. We, we really appreciate, appreciate that, that, man. Yeah. We're happy to be back, man. It feel good to be back, man. I ain't gonna lie. Like, so my goal was to get back once the season ended, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they kept extending the season. <laughs> so I'm like, dang. I'm like, I'm cool with it. If you know, if this is why we're not bringing the podcast back right now. So uh, I was perfectly fine with it, but feel good to talk about this, man. I feel like we missed a lot, man. I we did. We man. didn't even talk about the blowout, the, uh, the Browns blowing out the um, the Texans in that home game. Because we yeah, was, we, that was Christmas Eve. <laughs> so it's like we missed so much, but you know, I'm, I'm glad it ended the way it ended with the Cleve with Cleveland, but um not the not the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I'm glad they got the run back, man. I'm glad they won division. Like all the dominoes seem to just fall in the right place yeah. for the Texans this year, man. Um, I mean, the the biggest one is you wish we still have people like Tank Dale in the end of the season. What's up, Mad Wine, Chemist, Jenny P. Miss you guys. What's we miss up? you too. We're glad <laughs> to be back. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, this was, of all the years I've worked the Texans games, this was probably the most exciting I can remember. Probably the most exciting ever, man. Yeah. Because it really felt like, you know, it was us against the world. CJ, seeing him do his thing every single week out there. Um, seeing people still count us out now. I said all season, let's stay low and build. Yeah. But I think that's over now, man. Yeah. Let's stay low and build. Season is over. Everybody knows the Texans are here. I'm sure they're going to be the dark horse favorite to win the AFC maybe next year for a few publications. The secret's out, man. Yeah. So. CJ is the love child now, so. It, uh, he he left Bryce Young in the water, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this ain't even Everybody, the same conversation, man. man. <laughs> So, yeah, next year is going to be wild. I know they're going to have a lot of primetime games. People are going to want to see C.J. Stroud in primetime. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be different next year, man. The expectations are different now. The rebuild is over, okay? We are are playoff bound every year. Should be in contention to win a division every year. This division still don't scare me. Nobody in it. Seems like they really are there yet. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, very interesting next year to see what the Texans do. Um, in other news, how do you feel about the other games this year, man? No, we have our Super Bowl matchup set now. Uh, it is the 49ers and the Chiefs. Uh, some people claiming conspiracy because of Taylor Swift and all that. Uh, so what, do you, what did you think about the Super Bowl matchup and all the other games leading up to it? Uh, well, I was I was kind of surprised to see the Chiefs back in the Super Bowl, man, because they didn't have the best of year, man. It seemed like they were struggling all year. The offense wasn't the same, and once they got to the playoffs, man, they just kicked it up, man. They start they whooped up on um, on Miami. They whooped up on um, Buffalo. With Buffalo kind of choked that away too, but. They found ways to win, man, and um, I'm I'm shocked to see them back. And um, as far as San, San Francisco, I'm not surprised, but that that Lions game was wild, man. 
They, I, I totally thought it was over for, uh, for um, San Francisco, but um, they blew that game, and um, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm kind of excited about this, um, this Super Bowl, but um, yeah, man, I, I thought it was a pretty good playoff um, year. It, it was cool. I didn't have a problem with it, but as far as the conspiracy be- with Taylor Swift, look, I think the NF- this is what the NFL wanted. This is because look, they couldn't get Taylor Swift to perform. This is probably better than anybody they, anybody outside of Taylor Swift to perform. And she they and she gonna be in a suite somewhere, and they gonna show her every chance they can. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if the viewership was up probably most of all time, man. Yeah, the ratings were insane. Um, I think. One of the Saturday games was like the highest rated thing ever on a Saturday. I can't remember which game that was. Maybe the Ravens. I can't remember who it was. Maybe the Chiefs game. But one of the games on Saturday was like the highest rated broadcast ever on a Saturday. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's just in this time when TV ratings are like at an all-time low. <laughs> NFL is getting like all-time high ratings. So yeah. the Taylor Swift effect definitely has something to do with it. The thing that just annoys me is how people don't understand this has to be like pay publicity, man. You can't tell me this is actually a real relationship going on. Yeah. And Taylor Swift, as busy as she is, makes every single Chiefs home game, is yeah. in a suite every single game. She ain't have nothing else go on. The, the thing every is, single she, game she's there. The thing is, she do have other stuff going on. She like she on a she was on a freaking tour. And then for the Super Bowl, I think she got a concert in Tokyo. And she's supposed to fly back all the way to, to Vegas to make the Super Bowl. And these are people that just started dating, too, by the way. Yes. It ain't like they've been married or together for years. Yeah. They just started dating, and suddenly and, she draped up in Kansas City gear at every single home game. Yeah, and even if they was dating for years, man, like, they ain't, it's going to be some games she ain't going to make. Like, that's just part of it, man. You ain't going to make your significant other game all the time. But, yeah, man. Yeah, I I think it's a lot of PR stuff in this relationship. So, I don't know. I think it's working for both. So, I guess they're going to keep it going on. I don't see, like, I read somewhere that Taylor Swift generated, like, 330-something million dollars of revenue for the NFL and the Chiefs just by herself. Like, what is this doing for her? I don't yeah. think she's getting any new fans from this. So you think she would just do this? Like, it has to be some kind of something was signed, man. I'm sorry. She's <laughs> getting some kind of, it was a contract between the NFL or the Chiefs or somebody and Taylor Swift to make this pop off, man. Because you can't tell me she's just doing this because she likes to do. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm even trying to think, like, like, I mean, I don't think she need the clout. Like I feel like she good the way she is anyway, so yeah. I, I mean, do she just want to want that attention? I I just don't see no other benefit, man. Yeah, instead of all these NFL people complaining about her and her being on TV, like there's nothing else she really gets up from it. But her fans, I mean, the NFL gets a lot from it because they're bringing in new eyes. People who never watched football before are watching football now. So, yeah, yeah, it's definitely been a benefit for them. But, yeah, you can't tell me that there was not money exchanged for this whole thing. But, yeah, that's just it's, me. I mean, I think it was perfect because, like, 
Like, how many celebrities, big time celebrities like that, you know that attend regular games? <laughs> Every regular Kansas City Chief game or whatever game it is. And she's doing that. So I, I think that's a plus. That's this ain't just no Super Bowl game where every celebrity is there. So um man, the NFL look, I think it's brilliant, man. I'm not I ain't one of the ones that's complaining, like, oh, I'm tired of seeing her. Look, uh, she she ain't doing nothing wrong. She just in the damn suite. But yeah, I, I the NFL is benefiting a lot from this, man. And she ain't even performing. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, TJ, what's up, TJ? Watching on, oh, that's the new Twitter logo. I just noticed they changed it to an X. Oh, yeah. I was wondering what the fuck that was, man. Yeah, this so this so this program we're using actually updated and we actually get um X comments on here. So, Twitter, okay, comments. Okay, what up, what up, X folk? What up, X men and women? Um, TJ says that's what I was saying throughout this season. He did not look good, especially on offense. They, they always feel, look like that, but that's one of those things. It's kind of like Brady and the Patriots, man. Like, even though sometimes they struggle, everybody thought this was the end. But you knew comp- if they could get in the postseason, you can't count them out, man. Yeah. That's why people, it, it really tripped me out how people act like they, they wanted the Texans against the Chiefs. Yeah. Because, oh, <laughs> they could get got. Man, what? You want to go against Patrick Mahomes, AKC. <laughs> Yeah, as the Texans, and you think they have a shot? Nah, <laughs> give me the Ravens, man. I'll take I'll take Lamar Jackson yeah. fumbling in the playoffs like he eventually did anyway. Yeah. Versus Pat Mahomes at home. So yeah, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, TJ also says if Taylor Swift means Kelsey comes back next year struggling, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, look, they're still in the Super Bowl though, so it really don't make a difference. Yeah, do you think he's gonna retire? After this, because he's been kind of a lot of rumors been swirling about him possibly retiring soon. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He's 34 years know. old. I want to say 34, 34, 35, somewhere around there. I think, did his brother just retire? Yeah. I think, I'm sure he'll consider it, but I don't think he's going to say right after the, the game. Like, people always, people always want people to make this retirement announcement right at the Super Bowl. Yeah. I remember when Tom Brady won his last one. Everybody was like, want him to retire on the spot. He's <laughs> like, you got to think about these things, man. How you feel after the Super Bowl will, might not be how you feel a week from now. Yeah. You know, you might want to be like, man, I don't want to sit on my ass for this whole year. I want to get back to it. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. He might, he has nothing else to prove. I mean, he's already Hall of Arguably the greatest tight end ever. So he has nothing else to prove, but I don't know if he feels up to it. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I can't call it, man. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This dude on on Twitch, man. Come on, dog. What what are these jokes, man? (laughs) Don't even highlight that shit, man. We got to move on from that. Come on, dog. Um, anyway, um, did I do it for sports? Anything else in the NFL happened? I think that's it. We have our Super Bowl matchup now. We gotta wait for it. Um, should we do uh, predictions for the Usher playlist? Nah. I don't really care that much nah. either. <laughs> yeah, nah. This, nah you think that. he'll bring in any extra guests, any special guests? Um, I would say 100% he probably bring in Lil Jon and Lula Chris. 
<laughs> to perform the one Usher song that constantly play that been playing since like 2002. <laughs> you mean like, uh, oh, yeah, 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 of course. So I, I think that's that guess is a lock. Um, I think it was a list out there, a different eyes, a, a guess that could appear. And um, who did they bring up? One person brought up, I guess on the list was Nicki Minaj. And I'm like, um, uh, she's a little tied up right now. Yeah, yeah, I can't <laughs> see that happening. Yeah, I mean, and they had that one song together that wasn't big enough to play at the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, that, yeah, the Super Freak, whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah, yeah, that, that's not big enough to make the Super Bowl playlist, man. I don't, I don't think she's gonna be there. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know who else would. Um, I have no clue, man. I don't know who else would possibly show up with him. Uh, what are some of his features, man? I don't. Uh, yeah, I can't call it. I yeah. can't call it. Um, it would be nice said, to see oh, Lil John and Usher yeah. up there. Somebody, of somebody said, um, well, not somebody, but I see something that say Alicia Keys. Do you think Alicia Keys make an appearance? It being Rock Nation, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, but, I can see that. Yeah, with the Jay Z yeah. connection, um, her. Um, the singer her. Um, I could I could kind of see that too. And then somebody said young Jeezy. Uh I don't know, man. None of those really excite me, honestly. Yeah. It'll be nice easy at the Super Bowl, I guess. Honestly, but... it, I, I man, I'll be fine if they just keep it Lil John and uh, Lil John and Ludacris for that song and that's yeah. it. I I feel like Usher can hold his own. I feel I like think so too. I don't feel like he need guests and all this other stuff. I think he can hold his own. I actually been to an Usher show um back in the day. Mm-hmm. And um at first, I ain't gonna lie, I was coming in like, eh, I don't wanna, you know, I don't really care. He probably ain't he probably got a couple songs. I didn't realize he had a bunch of songs. Yeah. Like from R and B to the his pop records and all that stuff. And he put on a real good show. I'm like, damn, I was impressed. Yeah. So I'm like, I know he's gonna do his thing. And plus, I heard a lot of good reviews on his um his Vegas shows. So I- I'm sure he'd be fine. Yeah, he's a good performer, man. I don't think he needs to rely on the gimmicks. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that shit goes, man. Yeah. Um so with that being said, there was some new music that dropped. Um we'll cover the diss songs in a minute because there are several diss songs that uh, that dropped that we got to get into this year of the beef thing that's going on right now. Um, but oh yeah, quick note, R.I.P. to Carl Weathers, man. I saw he passed today. Yeah, uh, R.I.P. Of course, Apollo Creed, and he was in Predator. Um, you know, I thought it was kind of fucked up that they couldn't even fit like a cameo for him in those new Creed movies. Yeah. No, I feel, I know he's dead in the Rocky universe. He died in Rocky Four, but I'm like, come on, man! Y'all couldn't sneak like a flashback. You couldn't de-age him. I'm sure he would have appreciated one last like major motion picture paycheck, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. R.I.P. Carl Weathers, man. He's a legend. Yeah. So, um, albums that came out, man. I listened to a few. Um, I don't know if you listen to these things, uh, Figgy, but. I bumped that uh the new Kid Cudi album that came out. And uh it was like a, one of those DJ drama mixtape type things. Yeah. You know, he's he's talking over the whole thing, kind of like what he did with Tyler, the creator's album. 
Yeah. Um, and it's actually pretty good, man. I enjoyed it. There were some good songs on it. Um, I like the ones with Travis. Uh, it's been a minute. I can't remember the track list now. Yeah. But I just remember liking it, man. I thought it was pretty good. Pretty kind of sounded fresh. You know, kind of sounded like he was getting back to his uh, back to some hip hop roots too. You know. Um, so I enjoyed it, man. I actually thought it was pretty decent. Uh, and there was, uh, did you hear that album? The Kid Cudi album? I, I did. I did. I, so I was surprised to see it because it popped up. I'm like, oh, yeah. is this a new album? And I listened to it and, um, I was shocked to hear DJ drama on it. I'm like, okay. But, um, I was really surprised it was more of a hip hop album with some, it, it, to me, this, I felt like this is what I expected Travis, Travis Scott album to be. I expected it to sound somewhat like this. And uh, I was very impressed, man. I, I, I actually like it a lot. Uh, the production on there was good. Um, and like you said, he was actually rapping on there, man. So I was I was very impressed with this. I surprised. I mean, maybe I could be in my own little universe, but I feel like nobody's really discussing it all like that. But um, I thought it was pretty good, man. I enjoyed this album a lot. Yeah, I agree, man. It was um, uh, it was just good, and I feel like this is now the bag that people are going to uh, when they want to establish themselves in the rap again. You know, when Tyler Creator was getting a little too artsy and losing the rap crowd, then he goes with DJ Drama and makes like a more rap focused album. Yeah. Same thing with Kid Cudi. People think people call him the hmm, <laughs> the humming shit. Yeah. Now he goes links up with DJ, DJ Drama and comes back with some hard shit, man. Yeah. So it seems to be the well people are tapping when they want you to know that they're back rapping and making yeah. hip hop. Yeah, maybe maybe DJ Drama got the secret sauce. <laughs> Apparently, man, something about his him talking over the intro just hypes people up. I guess yeah, and makes the songs better. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh it's a pretty decent album. If y'all like Kid Cudi or like whatever you've done in the past, I recommend you check it out. Um, there was a new Twenty One Savage album too. Uh, called American Dream. Um, this one I couldn't get into, man. I have to be honest. I got like a couple tracks into it and kind of cut it off. I just, I, I don't know if I just wasn't in the mood for it. The production seemed pretty good. 21 is a good rapper. But something about like hearing him tweet about stop, we need to stop the violence and all this shit. And then go into a song that sounds like Red Rum. Talk about Slaughter Gang. Yeah, it's like his <laughs> content has not changed at all, man. So I'm like, it, it just falls flat for me. I don't feel like listening to it anymore, especially when you, this dude was talking about nonviolence and now he's back on this, talking the same shit he always does. But did you hear this album, Figgy? Nah, I ain't even give it a chance, man. I think I'm 21 Savage out, man. Me too, honestly. Like he, I felt like he was on everything. Um, he had the album with Drake. It just seemed like he was all over the place. And um, I don't know. I just wasn't into it. I didn't want to give it a chance, man. I, it could sound good. I don't know, but I just didn't want to give it a chance. By the way, since we talk about Twenty One Savage, did you see him on uh, Shannon Sharp's podcast? Yes. Uh, at least I saw the clips. I saw yeah, him I just, talk about. I just saw that clip of the spelling bee. That dog, that was so funny, man. He said, he, he, if y'all haven't seen it, 21 Savage was talking about, uh, he said somebody asked him to spell 
the word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And he said, you know, that, that's real funny because I actually wanted to spell him being fifth grade spelling that word. <laughs> and I won the math competition too. And Metro Boomin was recorded. He stopped. He was like, man, this nigga said he wanted to spell him being fifth grade spelling supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> that, that, that's just funny to me, man. Like, I, I, I don't know what the rules of spelling bee are, but I was in the spelling bee. And I did pretty good. I don't think they asked words like that. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, a, that's a word from a movie. I don't think they would ask that in a damn fifth grader spelling bee, dog. Maybe, yeah. maybe he had a different thing. Maybe it was a UK where they had different rules. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm going to play it real quick. <laughs> Salute Uncle Shay Shay on the podcast, man. But niggas sit on his couch and just feel like they could say anything. Look at this nigga just looking looking for a lot of tail. Look at this. <laughs> like, um, we was just talking about this last night. We was playing the game, and they was like, um, spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> and it was crazy because I won the spelling beat in fifth grade spelling that same word. Wow. And nigga. I won the math competition that same year. This nigga said he won the spelling beat in fifth grade spelling <laughs> supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Come on, man. Come on, man. Now, I understand we got to take what rappers say with a grain of salt. And I hate to think that somebody would just... Look, this is a a, a more innocent lie, I guess. Is this something you know? that's even worth lying about? <laughs> I think when you, the thing is, when, when certain people get on platforms, they want to look smart, man. Okay. <laughs> Like, if he was doing a, a, a interview on Breakfast Club, he would definitely not brag about this shit, yeah. okay? But he's on with Shannon Sharp. He knows, like, there are more eyes than rap eyes looking at it. So he wants... <laughs> he's got he's to gotta pump up his academic exploits, man. He's yeah. got to look a little more book smart and learned. <laughs> but I don't know, man. <laughs> Why, there had to be a, a more believable lie than that. Yeah. I, I can I can accept him winning the spelling bee. I don't want to say is that's ridiculous. I just think the word he spelled was ridiculous yeah. in the spelling bee. I don't think he got asked that, man. <laughs> he always <laughs> has some funny ass moments, man, during interviews. Remember the time when um he was on I think he was on the Breakfast Club and he was talking to he was dating Amber Rose at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Yeah, man, she she you know, she just got me drinking water and al- alkaline water and all this. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's a, that's a, I guess that's a brag. <laughs> she got me drinking water and all that stuff. And and then, uh, and then the classic one, the one that uh, went around for a minute was, I think it was Vlad. When he, it was, it's a knife. Yeah. yeah. It's a knife. He said, what's that cross on your head? It's a knife. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, man. He's just, he's just a kind of a strange dude. Yeah. But the, the album, I personally just didn't feel like listening to it. Yeah. I know he's been in some more controversy. I think he's been like with these Twitch streamers gambling on Madden. And I just saw a clip today where he was on with another streamer and he got like, he, he was yes. using Mark's cards and got in trouble for it. And he owes a guy 400K. Look, these yeah. things are skits to me, man. I think okay? so. I think everything is a skit, man. Does anybody really believe that he, he, he bet uh, Kai Sinat $300,000 on a game of Madden. 
Yeah. <laughs> and this dude, like all these, all this shit is, man. Come on now. Yeah. So apparently, this video right here, I guess his team brought him, um, brought some mark cars or something like that, and he tried to scam this, um, this gentleman right here. Sidebar. It's also really funny how he wears like exclusively sweatsuits now. <laughs> looks like a, a Russian hitman <laughs> whenever yeah. I see him now, dog. <laughs> I still can't believe he he from the UK, man. Yeah. That still blew my mind. All right, let me see. This card. Yeah, this one doesn't have it. <laughs> the queen has it. See? Look, look. See the six? Mm-mm. See? See, bro. What you doing? Huh? Just get my bed back at 2K. Right. Yeah. Come on, man. Well, I guess if it was a skit, it would be a little more entertaining than that. Maybe that was too boring to be a skit. But yeah, man, I don't I don't know what to say. I don't know what this dude is doing. I guess is this like the new promo run? Go on a popular streamer and cause controversy. Yeah, yeah, I, don't know. I know. Definitely, the new promo run is going to streamers. <laughs> Just get uh, going to these stream because I never heard of this guy. Well, I'm not really familiar with the stream game anyway. I know Kaisenet, but I think that's the new wave. Just going to these streamers and kicking it with them. So seems like it, man. I've heard of this guy, but I never watched him. I don't really know what he does, but I know I think his name is Aiden Ross. But I don't, I don't really know what he does. I've just heard of him. Yeah. But yeah, man, I don't I don't know what 21 is doing now. I don't know what this uh publicity is doing for him. Yeah. But I mean I got nothing else to say, man. Fuck it. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh other songs that came out. All right, I guess it's time to get into the beef. <laughs> because Megan Thee Stallion dropped a new single at the beginning of this week. Actually, I want to say it was last week. Maybe during the weekend, because I remember we were going to talk about it on the podcast, possibly. Yeah. Um, a single called Hiss, which is basically a shot at everybody who's kind of had things to say about her. She didn't mention names, of course. But there are um, several shots taken at uh, her ex-boyfriend, Partisan Fontaine, at Drake. Um, and of course, a little few shots at Nicki Minaj too. Nicki Minaj has been dissing Megan, you know, on and off for months now. And Megan finally has something to say. Um, and I guess the uh, the the note that that got Nicki Minaj upset. I'm looking for it. It's the Megan's Law thing. Where yeah, is it? Right here. Oh yeah. Um, these hoes don't be mad at Megan. These hoes mad at Megan's Law. <laughs> Which I never heard of Megan's Law before. I think I, most people hadn't heard of yeah, this shit I don't before. Think so either. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> but basically, it is a uh, federal law that says whenever a sex... that basically, basically, the reason why sex offenders have to check in whenever they go to a new state is yeah. because of this law. Yeah. And I think it has something to do with a... Uh, uh, a little girl who was uh, assaulted and killed by her neighbor who was a sex offender. And because of that, now they have to track you and you have to register and check in. And that caused problems for Nicki Minaj, of course, because she's been out and about. 
and he her husband has has some legal problems because of that. And yeah, so this shot sent Nicki Minaj into a free fall. Okay. Man. Once this line started going around, and to, to be fair, it is a bar. It's a pretty hard bar. Okay? Yeah. When I found out what it was, because when I originally heard the song, I ain't really put two and two together. But after I seen the breakdown of it, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, damn. <laughs> so after Megan released this song, she went on to Breakfast Club and kind of just, she didn't mention any names again. She said, hit dogs, holler, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, Nikki, when she saw this, she, for 48 hours straight, it seemed, went on a rampage, tweeting, making Instagram videos, teasing diss songs, basically just trashing Megan Thee Stallion, uh, saying blah, blah, she lied about uh, she, she cheated, she lied, she screwed a lot of people, blah, 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 she's an industry plant. All the stuff we think Nicki Minaj would say. And she's also been pointing at how she sells more and all this stuff. And Nicki eventually did release her own little diss song. Um, it, I forget, it was called Bigfoot. One of the laziest songs ever made has to be. Like, even the art, you could tell she just went to fucking the AI mid-journey thing and just said, draw a Bigfoot fingerprint in the city. <laughs> and then just put that shit as her art. So, yeah, awful song. I wouldn't recommend anybody listen to it. It is not even worth discussing, honestly. <laughs> Damn. Like, the worst diss song by a major artist ever, I feel. Mm. You know, it makes Meek Mill's response to to, Drake. <laughs> to back to back look pretty decent. Okay, <laughs> that's how bad it is. It's an awful song, um, and she's kind of been getting clowned about that. But yeah, it's turned to a whole thing. I don't think Megan's said anything since then. She doesn't really have to. Yeah, because Nikki Nikki is digging her own grave. But Figgy, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? And and what do you think is going on with Nikki? Yeah, so um, the, as far as the Meg song, I thought the Meg song was cool. I thought it was a good song. I felt like she was she did what she had to do on there. She was rapping. She was like rapping, rapping on there, and um, like she had some she, cool stuff. Like even the shot she took a Drake. Uh, she talked about the fake accents and then other uh, other dudes' hoods and all that stuff. I'm just like, damn, she ain't she ain't playing no games. The plastic surgery, the fake abs, shit yeah, like that. You yeah. got scars like I do. I'm like, no. I was just like, man, she ain't playing around. But um, I thought that song was good. Um, Nikki just went, un she went insane on social media and all that stuff. Where that was kind of a turn off right there. Where I'm like, man, she better be coming out blazing. And then I heard the uh, situation where I guess she had the song lined up, but it was on. Megan's uh producer beat uh was a uh, little juke. Yeah. So um I guess they end up blocking that, which I respect. I respect that because you know, we playing chess at this point. I ain't about to let you diss me on my producer's beat. So they blocked that and I guess Nikki she got upset about that and had to put it on another beat. And it did not sound good. I agree with you. It did not sound good. Nikki had a couple clever stuff in there, but it was just so basic, man. To me, I just, 
like I thought I was tripping because I think I got a lot of barbs that just be popping up on my timeline. But the whole uh, uh, Bigfoot, so I call her Bigfoot, get up on the good foot. I was just like, like, is she for real? <laughs> like, I, like, what is, like, to me, it was just like Mickey Mouse type of rap stuff, man. And then, um, Nikki, I think what she really lost me was her rapping in all these different voices. I'm just like, what is she doing, man? Like, like, no, nah, it's a time and place for that. And I know Nikki is an expert in changing her voice and changing the style and all that stuff. But it, it just did not sound good. The beat didn't sound good. Um, I just didn't understand it, man. I just didn't understand that whole uh, Bigfoot. So I call her Bigfoot. <laughs> and uh, that, was, that was so stupid, man. I, <laughs> I just didn't get it. But as far as the whole beef, though, because a lot of people was trying to figure out where did this beef even start. Because I, I think a lot of people, I felt like the issue kind of started once uh, Cardi and, and Meg had that WAP song together. And this was kind of shortly after her and Nikki had the song together. And, um, of course, you know the history. Whenever Nikki, whenever somebody, Nikki Cool would do a song with Cardi, then she kind of go insane on them. But, um... I feel like, honestly, I feel like the beef is not, I feel like Nikki's beef with Meg is not even the real beef Nikki have. I feel like Nikki have a beef with Rock Nation and Jay-Z. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what happened, but it seemed like, it seemed like, I guess Meg is not even the real person she really trying to get at. It seemed like she have a real big issue with Jay-Z, Rock Nation, probably Beyonce, I don't know. But um, like, and I, I mean, I don't even know who the. I don't even know what it is too because, I kind of understand a little a little bit of where Nikki coming from because, it seemed like once Cardi came out, it seemed like everybody just turned towards Nikki and it seemed like, I got to be honest, it seemed like they was kind of doing their dirty a little bit, especially with the Grammys trying to put her up against some big dogs that she's not even nominated, that, that's not even the same genre and stuff like that. It seemed like, to me, it seemed like the whole industry kind of turned their back on Nikki a little bit. I don't know why. It maybe, maybe it was a Nikki thing. Maybe she was an asshole to work with. But it seemed like, it seemed like Nikki got a bigger issue against like a label or something instead of Meg. I, I don't know if it's something really that personal with Meg. It seemed like she just using Meg to pick on her be, because she's a Rock Nation artist or something like that. But it's it's really interesting, man. But like I said, that that song Nicki put out wasn't it, man. It was it was rough to listen to. It was kind of sad, man. Yeah, it was bad. And to your point, yeah, I think the the genesis of the beef was after Meg worked with Cardi, you know, cuz Nicki Nikki and Cardi have this beef where it's just like Nikki feels like you have to disavow Cardi to be cool with her. You know, she all look at all the women, new women rappers who, who are cool with Cardi. They're not cool with Nikki, man. She's making it so you got to pick a side. And she's basically beef with everybody at this point. So it doesn't even matter. But as far as where it started, I know it's personal between them. I forget how it started. It was something about that water sports song that came out. 
with Migos and Cardi and Nikki and some, Quaver was fucking with her at one point and some shit happened. I can't remember. You mean Nick, but, you mean Nikki and Cardi? With Nikki and Cardi, yeah. Okay, okay. Like that's where the whole thing started, I think. And then there was that Met Gala fight and all this shit. So it's been with, on with them for a long time. And uh, yeah, the Meg shit was just collateral at that point, you know? Yeah. And I think she also saw somebody she could pick on when shit was going south for her. So yeah. And, and Nikki is always the one who says the industry is, is against me, even though she's benefited from the industry a lot, you yeah. know? Even though she has one, her her last album sold really well. She's bragging about that now. Yeah, you know. So how can you say you blackball when you sell all these records? You're on every streaming platform, music getting promoted, but to her is always her against machine. You know. So I don't know. It's just it's a pathetic beef, honestly. On paper, this should be like one of the greatest female rap beats of all time. Yeah. You got somebody in Meg who can really rap and Nicki Minaj, who's like one of the greatest female rappers, if not the best ever. On paper, it should be Jay Nas. But yeah. it's more like Drake Meek, honestly. But not even that because yeah, Nicki only got a bar. Yeah. If she only got a bar, man. And she went off the cliff over this bar. I understand why she's upset about it because <laughs> it's it, 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 it it's tough. Yeah. But that's here's the thing, man. You re- you really can't say anything to you married a sexual uh, a convicted rapist. Yeah. What can Nikki say in response to that? That people would be like, "Oh, damn, she got her." To Megan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you I, fucked a lot of people. We know that. You got shot in the foot. We know that. You're an industry plant. Well, okay, whatever you think. All right. Yeah. I mean, you you chose this man who was convicted rapist and had kids with him, and now you got to check in everywhere you go. What can you say against that, man? Yeah. So it, it, it's it's rough for Nikki. I know she wants to do something to be like to have people back on her side, I guess, but she there's nothing she can say to Meg. Yeah. I think and I think she know I well, I don't even know if she know it because like she just been going nuts for probably I think probably like a whole week straight just on Twitter just trying to retweet and, and, and this is the one thing I kind of um respect what she doing because she ain't really got nobody that much on her side. She but the barb the barbs is on her side. So she she had been interacting with a lot of her her barbs. She been doing that little radio hit, station head, or whatever that is, just interacting with all of them. And they the ones that's kind of carrying that song, even though the song is not that good. They carrying that song, and I just I don't know, man. It seemed like it it really got to her because Meg didn't say anything after that song. And uh, and Nikki is constantly just keep tweeting these lyrics. She keep she doing everything she can, man. And I don't know, man. I don't know if Nikki gonna drop something else because I think she was teasing. Like, long story short, she was pretty much saying like she got the real footage of what happened that night and all this other stuff. 
Also, the, the police don't have it, but she does. I, okay. Dude, <laughs> man. And, and see, this is the other thing, too, because a lot of fans that are, like, Tory fans and, you know, uh, against Meg, they just think, like, oh, yeah, this when this dropped in, the truth really going to be shown. I'm like, man, the dude is in jail, man. The, the dude is in jail. They had a whole ass trial. It's just like, what? So, so nobody had this video. It was totally gone, and now it's going to appear after a, a beef, a, a song. It's just, I don't know, man. It just, that's the one thing that, that irritates me with these little conspiracies and stuff like that because it, this stuff don't even make sense, man. And Nikki also, she mentioned how she, you know, she, she don't want, um, I got another, I got another song. She don't want me to drop that one. It's just like, what, I mean, I just, like you said, I don't know what can make it worse where I'll be like, ooh, it's over with for uh, Meg. Like, I just, I just have no clue what, what else <laughs> she can do, man. Because even, honestly, man, like, the way Meg been rolling, she been kind of quiet and then she'll pop out. And uh, I think some people had issue with, uh, Trying to pretty much say Meg was using her trauma to, you know, make music and uh, publicity and all this other stuff. Like, I just don't see anything that can make, that she can say or do that can just take Meg down where where her career is over. I, I just don't see it, man. And I don't know, this is, this is one of those beefs where everybody might as well just stop. <laughs> She, um, uh, uh, Meg threw her song out there. Nikki responded, and I feel like after that, that it should be over. Yeah, man, that argument really has no weight. Like, I don't know who who that's supposed to sway. Like, okay, she got shot in 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 the foot by her boyfriend, and you're saying she's milking that. <laughs> like, that's the comeback strategy. Yeah, like. Uh, I don't understand what. Well, I, I I don't know what's going on through through her head, man. But uh, what's up, Mick Martinez? See you on Facebook, man. Says back in the dead. Where y'all been? Uh, we just been kicking it, man. We've been busy during the Texan season, but we back at it now. Back in full effect for the new Gin and Juice season. So we back, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. I don't know where else this can really go at this point. You know, I don't know. I doubt Megan really... I'm pretty sure she's not going to respond again. You know, yeah. I don't think she needs to at this point. Um, and at this point, thing is, Megan was on a comeback, man. I mean, not Megan. Nikki was on a comeback. Yeah, with that she album? A, yeah. Yeah. She was actually, even though she still had the skeletons in the closet and all this stuff going on, it seemed like she was finally in the good graces of people again, man. Like, she had a good-selling album. People seemed to like her again. She was doing her thing, and now this comes out. Yeah. And the thing with her fan base, man, that's the thing I really hate. I don't think it's been called out enough, is how Nicki Minaj is, like, the only celebrity who, like, energizes her fan base to attack people. Yeah. You know, everybody else with these fan bases, they don't really talk to them. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with talking to your fans, but she energizes. She, she There's a certain energy that comes with the barbs, man. They're more violent, it seems, than other fan bases, dog. Yeah. You see how they're... I saw a report that said that they're increasing security around Megan's mother's 
uh, gravestone because yeah. they read threats of people going to go and violate it. Yeah. She like, this is insane, man. Come yeah. on, dog. Dude, I never, I don't even know if I'm a fan of anything that much to do something like that, man. That is ridiculous, man. But that's the, that's how people feel when they're like, wow, our favorite celebrity actually talks to us. Yeah. You know, they, they they really want to be soldiers for that person, man. So, and that's the thing I've always hated about her. The fact that she energizes her fan base to attack other people and other fans. And, and a lot of toxic shit from this stand culture comes from her and the barbs, man. You yeah. know, the beehive is autonomous. Be- Beyonce don't talk to nobody. <laughs> okay, the Beehive just acts on their own, yeah. and honestly, they're kind of they're kind of dead. They kind of yeah, they've been much. they slowed down a lot. They've been kind of quiet since that album, man. Yeah, like they tried to p- keep that album alive, but <laughs> it got real quiet. <laughs> it was around a little bit for Renaissance the uh, the tour, but they've been kind of quiet. I didn't man. see a whole no- a lot of noise about the movie either, man. Yeah, like I, I, I think I, a couple I think people. the Beehive just getting old. I think so too. <laughs> yeah, shoot, they were stressing about the doggone concert. Like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta um take some energy drinks at this concert. <laughs> we gotta wear all silver, y'all. And yeah, I think I think the Beehive getting a little washed, man. Yeah, they they, they <laughs> at the 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 internet fan retirement home. I think, man, they can't be out in the internet streets no more. <laughs> yeah, they probably mostly on Facebook too, so that might be the problem. <laughs> I don't think they on Twitter and Instagram like that or TikTok. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. But yeah, I have nothing else to say about this beef, man. It's it's whatever to me now. I was looking forward to see if Nikki was going to try to bar. Bag up and say, say something clever, but she didn't. And I like speculating whether people are on drugs, but this has to be some kind of influence behavior, man. I, I can't believe she's sober through all this shit, dog. Yeah. This, I don't know what it is, but it's something she's abusing <laughs> that has her acting this way, I feel. Yeah. I, dude, I like, I honestly, man, I will be scared to be around her. Because it seemed like, let's say we had her in in studio to do an interview. I feel like she will overtalk us. She wouldn't let us talk. She would yell. She would just start saying some weird shit and start going personal on us. I feel like she would do all of that, man. I would be scared to actually be around her, man. Like, I don't know what the hell would happen. But, yeah, I would be nervous to be around her. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. She just, she seems unhinged. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's very, I don't know. She needs help, I feel, probably. Yeah. But um, another beef news, another beef track dropped. <laughs> something I didn't think I'd see in the year 2024. <laughs> Apparently, Eminem and Benzino are beefing again, man. <laughs> One of those random beefs I never thought I'd see revitalized, especially by Eminem. Yeah. I, now, I could have given you that Benzino would have dissed Eminem in 2024. <laughs> I didn't think... Eminem would diss Benzino in 2024. <laughs> but uh, Eminem released a song. I want to say it was a feature. Uh, I can't remember what it was off of. But uh, I got to look. Okay. I got, I'm got. i looking for the first song. Okay. Doomsday Part 2. Let me look up. I think that's what it was. Let me look up this. What do y'all this is a think? Song of- on lyrical lemonade. 
yeah, I don't know why uh, why he decided to go back at Benzino. Let me look up what he said. It's a lot of shit, man. What is the opposite of Benzino? A giraffe? Go at his neck? How the fuck is that? How can I go at something he doesn't even have? Arms so short he can't even touch hands. Um, He says something about he can't get a feature from Koi Ray now. I don't know. It's just a beef. I'm not going to read through these lyrics. Basically, Eminem took shots at Benzino in a new song. Um, And of course, their beef goes back to like the early 2000s. Yeah. When it was the uh, shady and murder. At first, it was 50 and Ja. Then it was like Aftermath and Murder, Inc. And then everybody got wrapped up into it. And then the source and Benzino uncovered the uh, Eminem tapes yeah, with him saying some tapes. racist and disparaging things towards black women. And that was the whole thing. So it was a beef that went on for years and years. And it finally ended. I think Eminem made that song Toy Soldiers basically saying, beef is over, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) So years later, I want to say 20 years later, damn near, at least 15, this song comes out and he's dissing Benzino. Uh, Benzino dropped one track. I forget. I didn't even listen to it because I I didn't want to listen to that shit, man. But... (laughs) He dropped this song called Rap Elvis, and I heard people making noise about how it was actually a good diss. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let me go ahead and listen to this song, man, and see what he's saying. Um, first off, we have to uh we have to note that there's no way Benzino wrote this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard Benzino rap before. I heard him on Made Men with the Locks off that song off the Belly soundtrack. And that was a good song, but he got the worst verse on it. Okay. <laughs> the Benzino make you finito. It, it was some goofy shit. So there's no way Benzino wrote this song, man. He might have he might have wrote it. I don't know. No, man. <laughs> if you if you hear this song, it's one thing to look at the lyrics, but if you hear the song, there's no way Benzino just learned to rap like this overnight, <laughs> man. He's never rapped like this. Okay. <laughs> The the flow, the composition, the the way the, all the words like just fit together and made sense. <laughs> this can't be a Benzino original, man. <laughs> but look, he uh there were there were some shots here, man. There were some shots. He basically said, you know, Eminem picks on easy targets. He doesn't go after real MCs. He doesn't do anything for rap. He doesn't support his own city and his own artists. Yeah. He um, all the all the shady artists basically flopped and failed, and he sh- shouted them out by name. People like Stat Quo and uh, Obi Trice and Cassius, people we haven't heard of in a long time. He's saying, you know, a, a lot of stuff that. And look, there there are some facts here, man. There's some facts. He said, you, you like to pick the low-hanging crew. Let's get this clear. You dissed Elton John, your mom, your ex, Britney Spears. You dissed Lana Del Rey, Moby, oh, Moby, Iggy, not Iguodala, the, right, the white broad. Is he shitting me? Will Smith, Nick Cannon, Insane Clown Posse. 
a retired Joe Bed or Joe Budden. When I tell a lie, stop me. Machine Gun Kelly, that boy damn near whipped you. Come on, dog. How Vanilla Ice gonna diss you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dog. That might be the 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 most vicious diss that that Eminem has taken. <laughs> <laughs> so is this this passing on the MGK diss? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, looking back, <coughs> I like the MGK disc more so because you just didn't expect he would have that in him. Yeah. But looking back, that disc wasn't all that, man. You yeah. know, when I I went back to listen to it a few a while back, and it it wasn't what I thought it was, man. I, it was just more impressive that he actually said something that we you know kind of could un you know it, it kind of it was a shot. Yeah, but it wasn't that good, man. I, I think it was. I think that this song was more of a moment. Yeah, because like nobody is nobody expected that, and he came out of nowhere and, and did that. And to the point, I think uh, I think Eminem did an interview where he was pissed off because he like now I gotta respond to this dude. <laughs> like he was like pissed off. Now he gotta like take this dude serious. And uh, I think that was one of those internet moments where it was just like, damn. I remember when that happened, and it just caught everybody off of guard. Especially because, like, let's be real, ain't nobody th uh, don't think of rapping when it comes to M MGK. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, not anymore. Yeah, so it just came out of nowhere. But um, yeah, man. But you know, this is the other part that got me too. Um, I guess I never really dug in uh, on Eminem's history, but I know he was from Missouri. <laughs> So I guess he moved to Detroit at a uh, a little older age, I guess. And you know, I'm not taking no nothing away from that, but um, I ain't know he's from Missouri, man. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know either, man. There are some things <laughs> un unveiled that I just had no idea about. Oh, uh, we see Spoon on Facebook. What up? What's up, Spoon? Said think it's been blowing up. Damn right, man. Well deserved too. <laughs> I'm trying, I man. See you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just asking you about the uh, the the watch parties too, man. That shit look lit. Yeah, man, but, it was really good, man. I wish, uh, yeah, it was a bunch of times why, uh, where I wanted to, you know, wanted you to come through, but I know yeah. you work in the game and stuff. But it was a success, man. Uh, Pals and Pigskin was a, a good success. It has really good turnouts and all that stuff. So that's yeah, dope, man. man. That's dope. <laughs> um, Spoon also says MGK became a different artist after him. Yeah, he really did, man, and that's what kind of killed it too. The fact that. When Eminem shot back, that was like the end of MGK as a rapper. He yeah. went to rock and then just never came back. I know he's trying to rap again now, but ain't nobody want to hear it. Stay over there now, man. <laughs> so, but yeah, man. I have to say, in terms of diss songs, this is a pretty good one. Okay. I mean, when I, when I first heard that Benzino dissed Eminem, I, I was like, okay, he's going to call him white. He's going to bring up the tapes. He's going to say all the shit we've heard before, man. But this, he actually took shots of substance, man. He he took things that only people who really know about hip-hop would think about. Yeah. You know? He brought up the artists. He brought up the fact that other people dissed him and he ain't saying nothing. Mm -hmm. He said, uh, you know, just, just thing, talking about he don't represent where he's from. Other artists talk about how he don't do things for the city. 
yeah. stuff that he kind of has to answer for, man. Yeah, it's a lot, man. It's a lot of content in here, man. It ain't just a whole bunch of you know BS type stuff. It's a lot it's of stuff just, in here. It's not just name calling, man. Yeah, it's not just name calling. There was some goofy shit he put in there. He said something like, "Why didn't you show up for Nipsey Hustle in uh, Pop Smoke's funerals?" Yeah. And I'm like, what is Eminem supposed to do there, man? Yeah. Like, why would he show up to people he never talked to or worked with yeah. for their funeral? It would look very cloud chasey if he did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. I th- Eminem, like, he's got to, and I don't want to hear no rap god super fast rapping with the clever. He got to go into 99, 2000 Eminem. For this yeah, one, he man. need to dig up some. He need to dig up some damn dirt at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I need to. I need some shit on Benzino at this point, man. Benzino, and that—that's the thing too. Benzino has a lot of dirt, man. I, even the stuff I'm not even somebody who knows a lot about him, but I've heard the the transgender rumors. I've heard. I've seen him begging for money from his daughter and yeah. beating with his own daughter. I've heard there's a lot of stuff that just easy to pick apart from Benzino. <laughs> so Eminem could definitely end him. Yeah. But the question is, does he want to give Benzino more publicity than he already did? Yeah. And that's that's the issue that Eminem has to learn, man. Like, he's getting to a point, back in the day, he won every beef just because of who he was and how big he was. Yeah. And that he was young, selling a lot of records. Everybody fuck with him. It ain't like that no more, man. Eminem can get got in this day and age. These yeah. new kids don't care. I know Benzino ain't a kid, but these new kids who who listen to the rap, they don't really respect him like that. Yeah. You know, so he can yeah. get got, man. Shoot, it's he, it's rappers in Detroit that don't really care for him, man. Because yeah. Detroit. It's kind of to me, Detroit kind of remind me of uh, Chicago, uh, the the hip hop in Chicago. How um, you know old older people when you think of Chicago rap, you think of what Kanye, you think of Common, and yeah. that that type of style, Lupe. But though it's a bunch of Chief Keefs and Lil Durks out there now, man. That's the type. That's what's going on in Chicago. Um, so don't think everybody is like trying to rap like Common Sense. And that's how it is in Detroit, man. You got Icewear Vezo. You got all of these. You got um, 42 Doug. You got all these type of Detroit rappers that are not rapping like Royce the 5'9 and Eminem. And, you know, quite frankly, they probably don't even relate to them. So, um, yeah, I think, a lot of the, I think a lot of rappers there, you know, they probably respect them a little bit because it's Eminem. But I don't think they really care for Eminem like that, man. Because I listen to a lot of Detroit rap. And um, it's always like some bars like, uh, I know the white boy Slim Shady, but I'm, you know, it, they always say something where it's just like, I don't know Eminem pretty much. That Yeah. That, that's what they getting at. And um, yeah, man, I just, I just think Eminem is in that class where, you know, I don't, I don't want to sit there and say your time is up, but I think he had a point where he don't need to be doing this, man. Like it's cool to show off your rap stuff, and I get that you gotta, you know, you know, stand up for yourself. But like, why why are you sitting there <laughs> dissing Bazino thirty years later, man? <laughs> it's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, and Detroit kind of had a renaissance in rap, man. A lot of hot rappers came from Detroit now, and I think they kind of resent the fact that 
when you think of Detroit rap, you think of Eminem only. You yeah. know, because a lot of these new kids, they coming up and look, they, they're not influenced by him, man, obviously. You could hear the rap and you could tell they're not, they didn't grow up listening to Eminem, you yeah. know? So, yeah, I, I, I get it. And to, to be fair, like Eminem is an introvert, man. He don't go nowhere. He don't see nothing. So I, I didn't expect him to be outside in Detroit in 2024 trying to put yeah. new rappers on, man. That's just not who he is. Yeah. But look, man, it's it's beef. It's a rap battle. You got to bring up whatever you can. So I respect it still. Um, and yeah, now since he started this, he has to answer for it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what he does. Um, Brad Spoon says, South, South Kansas City, Missouri isn't the Woodlands. Look, to be fair, every rapper exaggerates where they're from, man. Okay. T.I. still got people believing he from Bankhead. All right? <laughs> like, <laughs> every rapper exaggerates where they're from. Even though Eminem claims Detroit, I'm sure he he wasn't born there. And, yeah. And, it, it, it's no big deal. Yeah, I mean. and I wasn't saying that as a slight, that, oh, you ain't from Detroit, you from Missouri. I wasn't saying that as a slight, but I just thought he was from Detroit, man. That's kind of like Soldier Boy, you know, us growing up, I thought Soldier Boy was from Atlanta. And then he said he was from Mississippi or he said all type of random stuff. But, uh, yeah, man, And then I, I started digging in a little bit on, you know, Eminem back. I started looking on Wikipedia just to see. And apparently, I mean, he had a rough childhood, man. Yeah. Uh, move, uh, you know, with his mom, he had issues with his mother moving all over the place and all that stuff. They ended up in Detroit. And... Um, yeah, I was just kind of, I, I just had no idea. I thought he was born and raised in Detroit, man. I just had no idea he was, you know, in um, uh, Missouri. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's like, look, every, everybody's going to attack that. It's the rap. Like I said, I get it. But every rapper exaggerates where they're from, man. I always think about that one rapper who claimed, like, uh, O Block or whatever. And there was an interview where they asked him where he's from. And it was like a 45-minute clip of him trying to explain. <laughs> and it was all kinds of hypotheticals. Like, <laughs> man, if if my if my mother lived here, I would have went to this school when in high school. What? Like, like, what? <laughs> there was all kinds of hypotheticals. And like, I just say where you from. Man. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to admit he wasn't from O Block, yeah. so he had to he had to make up all this bullshit about not being from like the <laughs> South Side of Chicago or wherever the fuck it was from, man. So yeah, yeah, it's, everybody exaggerates where they're from. I'm glad I don't have to do that, man, because like I, I always run across people that's from Cleveland and here, and then they be like, "Oh, what part are you from? Cleveland, Cleveland." I'm like, I'm not, yes, I'm not from Shaker Heights. <laughs> I'm not from Cleveland Heights. Like, yes, Cleveland, Ohio, 44105 was my zip code. So, um, yeah, that's a good thing. And I actually went to public schools, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got some people that are like, oh, yeah, I went to Bedford, or I went to a private school. Like, nah, I was, I was a product of the Cleveland <laughs> public school district. So, yeah, um. It, that is funny because you got a lot of people that just say I'm from here, but really, I, like you see it in Houston, man. You got people. Oh saying, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm from um I'm from the north side or I'm from this side, but they from Pearland or Katy or something. They, you know they kind of went there, which 
it, I mean, I don't know. Take it for what, what it's worth. <laughs> but, no, yeah. I see it a lot, man. Yeah, just say it with pride, man. That's why I liked uh, the boy, our boy Dende. He proudly repped Katie, man. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't trying to bullshit it, dog. He ain't trying to say, I'm really from South Side of Houston, man, you know, Third Ward. But then my mama moved and we went here and then, nah, he just said he's from Katie, man. I respect it. Yeah, man. Um, it, it, you get a lot of that, too. A lot of people just kind of, you know, they stay in one area from when they was four years old, five years old. And yep. then when they get over, they just claim that area. Like, yeah, this is where I'm from. Like, I can honestly say I'm from 123rd and Linden Crave, <laughs> which is a, a rough hood. <laughs> so I, I can't claim no other hood. I, I stayed there all my life. And that's exactly where I go whenever I go back to Cleveland. So um, <laughs> I do feel good about that. <laughs> that I ain't got to sit there and explain and Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I stayed over here for two years, and then we moved over there, and I got family over there and all this. I went to school in East, <laughs> I went to school in East Cleveland and all this other shit. So, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always funny how they got to fucking try to make they, – they, they, they in the hood by association, basically. Well, my cousin lived there, and I used to go over there all the time. So I'm like, nah, man, that don't count. <laughs> Fam, that's how some people yeah. got in, in the hood, man. Some people be from the suburbs, and they start hanging with somebody from the hood. Yeah. And then they just be a part of that hood where it's like, dog, your address ain't even over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've never been over here. Like, if it wasn't for this person, you wouldn't even be here. <laughs> so they just be... In it by association. Yeah, and, it's kind of like what Drake did with his uh, cousins from Memphis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was trying to ride that wave with his family members from Memphis, man. I'm like, all right, yeah. all right, Drake. Yeah. Um, and Spoon says I'm from Wichita, uh, Kentucky. Is that? Uh, no, can't. Uh, uh, is that Kentucky? Kansas, Kansas. I Kansas, think that's, Kansas. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Kentucky is KY. <laughs> I'm losing my mind, yeah, man. Uh, murder game capital in the '90s. Yeah, I mean, there was a there was a lot of uh, was that really the murder game capital, Wichita, Kansas? I know that's where. Uh, where, where does Tech Nine claim? I know Tech Nine from Kansas. Yeah, yeah, that song, Kansas City Choppers. But uh, I don't know, man. That bitch just wild, dog. Um, but yeah, this, this Eminem and Benzino thing. I didn't think we'd talk about this in the year 2024, of course. But uh, Eminem got to say something now, man. He he done stirred up the hornet's nest, and now he's got to respond. We'll see what he says. Um, I don't whatever Benzino said after this. I don't think he's gonna top this song. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so we'll see. But yeah, Benz, Eminem has to get in the booth, make something clear and concise. Just take them apart and move on. You know, yeah. kind of like how he did with MGK. Yeah. You know, just make make the diss song and then don't mention it again. Yeah. <laughs> so. I wonder why he mentioned this in the first place, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe something happened behind the scenes. I don't know. Maybe he saw Coy LeRae getting some fame and he was like, <laughs> he didn't want Ben Zeno to get a platform and start talking about him. So maybe he felt like he got to take a preemptive shot. <laughs> I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, it was kind of strange how, like, like we said, a lot of people made game went on like a whole thing trying to diss Eminem and made diss songs because he was trying to get Eminem to reply. Yeah. Eminem didn't say nothing. 
Yeah. But he re- he talks about Benzino. Yeah. Kind of goes to Benzino's point, man. He's picking yeah. on the people he thinks are weak. Yeah. Right. He ain't want to get into it with game. Yeah, that's that's so weird. I wonder... I don't know, man. I'm I'm glad I ain't a rapper no more, man. Because <laughs> I'm like, how do you pick and choose who to go after? And then somebody else that's naming you directly, you get nothing from that. You just... <laughs> you just move past that part. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially since like they were on the same label. Like they they were they were a lot more closely linked than you know Benzino yeah. lately and Eminem lately. So yeah. I don't know, man. And and Eminem could have definitely went at game. There's a lot of shit you could make fun of about with game, man. All right. Yeah. But for some reason, he just did not want that. And I think part of it is the fact that he doesn't want what's obviously is going to happen, which is a black people siding with game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he just doesn't want that to happen, and I get it. Yeah. But I don't think he wants to make it like a race war type thing, man. I don't think he yeah. wants, like, people to... Because he, he wants respect from the rap community, man. He does. And he doesn't want to see them side with game just because he's white. So And see, that's the confusing thing, too, man, because it's like... I mean, we we heard the tape, the uh, the the tapes that was <laughs> they was trying to keep from us for years. Yeah. If I'm if I'm in Eminem position, I'm shutting the hell up. I'm not beefing with nobody no more, man. I'm chilling <laughs> at my home. I'm going to the Lions game. I'm going to the Pistons games and all that stuff. I'm not doing anything anymore. Like I look, like it's a lot of people never heard that, never heard them tapes or that audio before. And now that audio is circulating around. <laughs> so it's a lot of people that never heard that before that, that's just now hearing it as we speak. And are like, oh, no, I'm cool on him. And, like, I don't need that. <laughs> Let's just, I'm, I'm cool with everybody at this point. I don't want y'all to go on, <laughs> I want y'all to go in my closet. <laughs> no, I agree, man. <laughs> I agree. So... Yeah, I, I think he'll learn his lesson after this one, man. I, don't, I think he'll probably will stop hearing some diss songs, at least from people like Benzino and like people in rap. He might yeah. diss like Trump again or whatever. I don't know. But he's yeah. not going to diss people who rap anymore, I don't think, unless yeah. somebody calls him out. Yeah, yeah. but even then he might not. I, so. Man, I wouldn't respond to nobody, man. I'm, I, I feel, I I feel just, the same way. Yeah, man. He, I, he, should, he should be cool. Yeah, I wouldn't say a damn thing. <laughs> they, they, it passed. Yeah, I feel you, man. HRW, we see you, man, on Twitch. G uh, G&G back. What's up, fellas? What's going on, man? Good What's to see up, you again, man? dog. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to everybody. I know it's late, but we saying it anyway. I hope y'all New Year going well, man. I hope y'all are all well and healthy and good. Me, I done got fucking COVID, but I think we going to make it, man. We going to be okay. Um, Other things that happened this past week. Uh, where do we start? Oh, speaking of beef, I guess we'll go. I don't, and you we'll keep go on with the order. beef. Okay. Yeah, we'll keep going with the beef though, because there's right. a lot of beef to get to. Um, how do you feel about Most Def versus Drake? <laughs> I mean, for her, it's ain't, it's. For, oh, go ahead. To to introduce it for people who haven't heard. Um, Most Def uh, was on some kind of show, podcast or something, and the lady asked him, is Drake hip-hop? 
And you could tell the gears were turning in his head if he wanted to say something or not. But I think he was probably drunk. So he did say something. And basically, he... Uh, HOW said, hope he didn't miss a beef. The beef segment is a whole show, man, okay? Yeah. We, a lot of beef We broke down the Nikki and uh, Meg beef. Uh, we just finished up with the Eminem and Bizzino beef. And yes, this is not 1998. Yes. <laughs> we, we need beef. We need Smack DVD back, man. We need uh the beef one, two, and three. Whoever did that, uh Quincy Jones' son or whoever the fuck it was, you got to bring that back. Yeah. We need beef six or whatever yeah. the fuck we're up to now, man. <laughs> um. So anyway, um, Most Def basically said that Drake makes music for people in shopping. He makes shopping music. And Target. Okay? Yeah. Target music, you know. <laughs> Aggressive shopping music, basically. And his greater point is basically that, you know, that there's nothing in it for the audience when they hear Drake. You know, he's not really saying anything and it's not really anything. People, no message behind it other than just consumerism and all that. Yeah. So I get his point. I think he he worded it in a very combative way. Yeah, he kind of dodged the question, too, because I think the question was, is Drake hip-hop? Yeah. I mean, to, to, he he obviously he, meant he, he's wanted he, to say no. Yeah, he yeah. that's what I said. He dodged it, though. He didn't say, no, yeah. that ain't hip-hop or, you know, yes or anything. He, kind, he didn't answer the question, but he did say what he felt like Drake music was. The funny thing is that if he answered the question and just said no, that would have been less disrespectful than what he actually said. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like when I when I saw the clip, I thought people were just exaggerating, but it was actually worse than what I thought it was gonna was, be, man. He was clowning though, man. He went in. <laughs> <laughs> he was joking about him saying aggressive shopping. Ooh, look at all these items on the shelf. Look at all these cues. Look at the oh, I love this Drake song. <laughs> <laughs> it was very disrespectful man yeah. um and he he eventually made a video kind of clarifying what he was saying he kind of he admitted that drake is a great mc and he can rap but he also kind of questioned you know with all the things going on in the world that why isn't he doing more or saying more or have anything behind his music that's a message and I don't know if Drake has replied. I haven't heard anything. I'm kind of surprised. He seems to reply to everything. Yeah. I know he's online all the time. I, he definitely saw it. I'm sure most definitely going to get at least a couple bars in whatever new song Drake drops. Yeah. So I'm wondering what the reply is going to be. Uh, most Def also said he reached out to Dave Chappelle and other people. He wants to meet up with Drake and have a talk. I doubt that's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like most Def, yeah, he ain't got the juice like that. This ain't nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, man. Come on, man. But uh, he did say he wants to meet up with Drake and talk. But that was his explanation, man. So, Figgy, what are your thoughts between this random beef between most Def and Drake? And do you agree with his thoughts about his music? Um, so my opinion is, I think it was a little more something to this too because. I don't think they had like a, a direct past where they had issues with each other. But when you think about it, most Def was really cool with Common. 
that was his man's. And Drake had an issue with Common. He was he was kind of um, doing Common a little dirty on one of his songs. So um, I wonder if that might have been, you know, I ain't saying that has something to do with it because that was a couple years ago. But I felt like he kind of he kind of felt some type of way about him because he's cool with Common. And he kind of wanted to be honest and say, hey, man, this dude, this is this is pop music pretty much. He, he pretty much doing pop music. That's what I got from it because they ain't playing no hardcore rap in, in Target. But I, I felt like he just wanted to say, you know, Drake is pop now. And uh, to answer that question, I guess the question that uh, report, or the, the person that was interviewing with him um, asked was Drake hip hop. I still think he's hip hop, man. He's still, a, I think he's still a rapper. Um, now, is he the rapper he was 10 years ago or um, 10, 12, 15 years ago? No, but look, man, he, some, some people just get, some people just blow up so big where, you know, it, it kind of forced you into that pop, into that pop route. And, you know, he's probably doing stuff to please, his pop fans or whatever. But, um, yeah, man, I think it was, to me, it was super disrespectful. And I'm talking about, you know, he made music for Target and all that stuff. But I just think he was just calling them a pop artist, man. He a pop artist now. <laughs> and if you look at OGs like that, they are super strict when it comes to what's hip-hop and what's not hip-hop. I surprised he didn't say, oh, Drake, don't be, you know, hip-hop is breakdancing and DJing and MCing and all that stuff. I surprised he didn't say that. But um, people like that look at people like Drake like, oh, no, that's that's not real hip-hop and all this other stuff. So I felt like he was kind of going there with it. And on top of, hey, Common's my man. <laughs> I ain't forget that shit you did <laughs> with uh, all that shit you was talking about to Common. So let me clown this dude a little bit. But I think I think it was something with that too. But I think the main thing was he was pretty much he he answered the question directly saying no, he's not hip hop. But he was pretty much saying this dude is a pop star now. Yeah, pretty much, man. And look, you really can't say he's wrong, but also for most deaf, it's kind of hard to take. Cause look, I feel like most Def is the second most disappointing rapper of all time. Mm. The first is Jay Electronica. <laughs> the second most disappointing rapper of all time is Most Def because I feel like he had the potential to be the best ever. Mm. But after his first album, he kind of stopped giving a fuck and he went into acting. And now he has like a weird relationship with his fans and music. And I don't, it's just all over the place, man. But I feel like if he stayed focused on rap from the get-go, from his first album and a Black Star album, he would have been up there, I think, with Nas, Jay, all that. Mm. But he didn't stay focused with it, and it was just disappointing to me. Um, look, man, the thing about saying that Drake is not hip-hop is that discounts a lot of things. If you're talking about hip-hop has to have like a message and something for the audience behind it, that means a lot of stuff you might consider hip-hop from back in the day is not hip-hop. Like, look at Rapper's Delight, man. Yeah. That song is just a party song full of nonsense lyrics, dog. Let's be real. Yeah. But everybody will consider that hip-hop. Yeah. 
that's the number one go-to when you talk about yeah. hip-hop. They, they talk about Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five and all that. Yes. And to be fair, Grandmaster Flash did have the message, which was a song talking about something. Yeah. But a lot of the early hip-hop songs are party. A lot of hip-hop songs got to do with murder and glorification of bad things that we consider hip-hop. But why is Drake making Hotline Bling not hip-hop? Yeah. You know, like those are questions you don't really want to get into. Because that, there's no way you'll be consistent if, with what's not hip-hop and what's hip-hop if you don't consider Drake hip-hop. Yeah. You know, so that's a difficult thing. So, yes, Drake is hip-hop. I think the critique is valid that his music doesn't really have anything important behind it. He's not saying anything. I think even the, uh, all the other big rappers that crossed over when the pop kind of... Like a Jay, maybe a Nas, of course, Tupac and Biggie. Like they had things to say in their music, man. And I feel like Drake doesn't really have that. He just talks about himself a lot and the stuff he goes through. Yeah. And to to the audience, we kind of want to feel like we're him, but we're not him, man. We're just regular, degular, mostly nine to five working people. We can't yeah. relate to his rich people problems. Yeah. So it, it, I get the critique. I get what he was trying to say, but we can't say Drake isn't hip hop. Yeah. That's where I draw the line because that that would kind of hold a lot of things you consider hip hop. Yeah. And I realized too, a lot of people go through the same thing in different genres. So like me working at a um working here with a country station, a lot of people say that about these country artists that's playing on that station. Where they, they might hear um what's it do, Jelly Roll. Like, oh, that ain't real country. And real country is, you know, name this person from the 70s or 80s or whatever. And it's like, it's it's the same thing, man. I just I just feel like, like we get too deep in the sticks where we try to break down why is it not hip-hop and why is it not country and all this other stuff. But their their genre is is hip-hop. Their genre is country. So you could say how you could say, you know, you ain't really feeling that song, but even back in the nineties, man, it was like, do you feel like the uh remember the song from the um the uh remember the Tussie Rose song? I yeah, oh let me see. <laughs> like, is that a hip hop song? <laughs> like, I mean, they talking about dancing and all this other stuff, but like, I mean, where do you put that at, man? It was a lot of that yeah. type of stuff in the nineties. Where you put MC Hammer at? Is he yeah, hip hop? It's exactly. And I would put him like I think he to me, hip hop, I would if I had to point to somebody who was like hip hop, hip hop, I would point to MC Hammer, man. I feel like that's <laughs> that's the definition of an all-time high hip hop artist right there. Like, especially during that time. And um, yeah, man, I just think it's all type of different hip hop, man. Like hip hop ain't always gotta be the the hardcore, poetic. Lyrical, miracle, spiritual, unforgettable. Yeah, man. So I just think, <laughs> I just think, man, like some people just take some stuff too serious, man. We're just be like, that's, that's kind of like when people talk about the NBA now. And they be like, oh, um, I remember somebody saying, oh, Steph Curry, that ain't a point guard. <laughs> that's a, that's a, this. Like, come on, man. He's a point guard. <laughs> Like, don't try to put all this. He's a combo guard and all this. <laughs> no, his position is point guard, man. He pl- he played a point guard position. Like, let's not make it difficult. Like, is he like? 
no, he he don't have to be John Stockton. <laughs> like, no, Steph Curry is a point guard. So I think that's what it is, man. I think sometimes we get caught up. Um, and it's always somebody we don't really care for, too. It's, it's always somebody we don't really give a damn about. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to them, it's like, oh, no, you don't sing on a song and all this other stuff. But it's like, all right, what about Nelly? <laughs> like, is, is that the same thing with Nelly? And then, all right, let's go back in the 90s as somebody who used to harm. Is Bone Thugs and Harmony, is that, is that hip-hop? <laughs> if you want to bring up somebody singing and harmonizing and all this other stuff. So I think it's depending on who they like. To, Basically, then, yeah. And then they say, oh, no, that's not hip-hop. Singing this ain't hip-hop. And it's like, oh, you got Bone Thugs and Harmony. It's, it's kind of like the old heads, too. Be like, yeah, these kids out here with nose rings. Well, Tupac had a nose ring, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we going to keep that same energy. Wore a leather vest, too, and a lot of suspect stuff. Yeah, but it was we're going to get into that dude, right now. It was, a lot of, <laughs> yeah. it was a lot of suspect stuff in the 90s, man, that people turned the eye to. So I just, I don't know. I think, I think when people don't care for artists, that's when they bring up all this. They start moving the goalposts a little bit. Yep. Yeah, but what's really important, Figgy, is Brock Purdy a game changer or a game manager, oh, man? God. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my Cam Newton hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's funny, sidebar. It's funny how whenever one of the people he said was a game manager does bad, everybody was like, see, Cam is right. But then when one of them does really well and makes to the Super Bowl, and then everybody's making fun of Cam. Like, oh, why y'all making fun of Cam? Why y'all picking on him? You just had an opinion. How come you ain't mad at so-and-so? Like, come on. You can't yeah. have both ways, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. just too funny. Yeah. Um, Spoon says, uh, does Pop Drake make more money? Of course it does. And that's yeah, why, that's why he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, like, a, lot of, you know, that's why a lot of artists like that, that, you know, go more pop is doing that because it's making more money. Hell, Taylor Swift, and I'm sure she was just fine doing country music, but once she went pop, man, that's when she was all over the place, man. I think pop is number one, man. Do you think Taylor Swift is going to remake the Swag Surf? <laughs> I, I heard there were talks. <laughs> I seen, I seen something, man. I seen, I seen TMZ report that. That I guess the um the, the dudes I didn't even know their names, man. I just know this. Nobody swag. does, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had to check. I had to Google them to make sure it was a group. <laughs> but um yeah, so I, I want to say she's probably serious, but I'm like, how, what is she gonna do with that, man? I I just don't understand how she would do anything with that. She never made anything remotely close to hip hop. Unless it was like, I think the closest thing was probably that Bad Blood song <laughs> that had Kendrick Lamar on it. But I don't know anything else that was remotely close to something that can she could add swag surf to it. <laughs> but um, I, I think I think Taylor Swift being at these games has noticed that she has no songs that can really bump in a stadium like that, man. <laughs> you know, I guess like uh, Shake It Off maybe, but that song's old as fuck. Like, she doesn't have any kind of anthem that, you know, could play do like a swag surf. So I think that's why she 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 noticed that she needs something yeah. to get people rocking. Yeah. So 
I don't I don't know. If anybody could do it, she has the potential to because she could get the best producers and everybody to do it. I just don't know how it would sound, man. I don't either. And I, yeah. when I seen that story, I was like, man, salute to those dudes, man, because I don't know what the yeah, hell they man. was doing. But if they getting the bag from Taylor Swift, man, look, I can't be mad at that because I seen a lot of people mm-hmm. saying like, no, why would they do this? And they selling out and all this other stuff. Dog, I would give up this podcast for Taylor Swift if she had a bag, man. <laughs> I was like, hey, right? you want my you want you want the co-host Ryan Rocket too? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm pretty sure them dudes are not getting anything from Swag Serve getting played at all these sporting events, man. Let's yeah. be real. So if Taylor Swift can get them a bag yeah. just for sampling get the song, get them some attention. Let them do it. Yeah, yeah. No, look, man, I'm not hating on that, man. I, I don't like. I said I don't know how the song gonna sound or whatever she's doing with. I don't know how it's gonna look or sound. But if they can, you know, get a bag from that, look, I'm not mad at that. I'm not hating on that. Yeah, but let her let her remake dreams and nightmares too. <laughs> Take off. Remember she um uh, redid that song. Uh, remember she did the song September. She remade that song September. Wait, was that Taylor Swift? Yeah. Oh wow! I don't remember. She, I, I remember somebody remade it. I forgot it, it was Taylor Swift. It was like real folky and slow, yeah. and I was just like, "Oh man, this ain't it, man." She got crushed for that song too. And I mean, just knowing what the original song is, it's like, man, you can't do it to that song because the original song kind of gets you hype. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of gets you going, and that song was like a slow version. And I was just like, "Oh man," but. I don't know, man. Salute to those kings who <laughs> might be getting the bag from Taylor Swift. Yeah, man. Salute to them, dog. Hopefully they, uh, like I said, I don't know how it's going to sound. I know Black Twitter going to go crazy talking about gentrification and all this stuff. We can't have can. nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, y'all can still play the original version at wherever y'all at. I ain't against them getting money for it. But it was I, I, I to be honest, I do really want to hear it now. I just think it would sound funny. <laughs> I, I want to. I'm curious to know what she gonna do with that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm like, what her white ass gonna? How she gonna sound over the swag sir B? <laughs> Even he, she would have to have all new lyrics. I feel like there's no way she gonna go with a one for one remake. I'm on the naughty, naughty polo. On my, just imagine her saying that. Yeah, no, I don't know what she would say, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Now I'm talking myself into wanting to hear it now. So, yeah, go ahead, Taylor. Um, Spoon says, Florida Georgia line is not country. Yeah, is that debate still going on of, in the country of, world? Of, of course, I'm sure of is. course, yeah. So, what is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's pop music. <laughs> Yeah. Um, other things, let's keep the beef going because I think this goes to the original genesis of all the beef. Um, Shannon Sharp and Cat Williams had an epic interview uh, earlier this year, I want to say beginning of January, that kind of kicked off all this stuff, I feel. Yeah. You know, Cat uh, Williams. Uh, appeared on the show and threw shots that basically a lot of people, everybody he didn't like in the industry, uh, including Steve Harvey, Texas the Entertainer. Uh, who else? It was, uh, oh yeah, of course, Kevin Hart. 
Um, did you say Steve Harvey? You said Steve, I said Steve, okay. Harvey. Steve Harvey. Um, a bunch of other people. He said Joe Rogan. Uh, some I can't remember everybody he did. Ludacris. It was a lot of people. <laughs> like Ludacris, yeah. That that Even one was though, really strange, yeah. man. Yeah, I have a theory on that. Uh, I don't know if you want to get to it now. But Let's do, go ahead, do it. I, I feel like as much as a lot of stuff he was saying would probably have some truth to it, I feel like he was kind of in comedic mode too. Because that whole little part to me, it just seemed like it was supposed to be a joke. Like he mentioned all of the, uh, I don't know if he said Illuminati, but how everybody had the same, they all get a light skinned, ugly wife or something like that. Whatever he said, it seemed like that was kind of made to be a joke. And then, um, and then the way Shannon Sharp set it up, he set it up like, hey, are you and Ludacris, uh, Ken Folks, or something like that. We're just like, that was completely random. Yeah. I'm like, I never even thought of that. But he, it seemed like he was trying to make the joke like, like they look alike. And then he said, and then that's when Cat Williams got to the, oh, uh, one of us had to cut their hair and get all this money and all, uh, movie roles and all this other stuff. And you see Ludacris cut his hair. And he got that that light skinned wife that I was talking about early. And I'm just like, it seemed like it was, it seemed like that was kind of like a setup for a joke. Like I really didn't take that part serious. There's a lot of stuff that was hard to take serious, man. Okay. <laughs> he he claimed that Kevin Hart was an industry plant because he moved to LA and got a role in Soul Plane. <laughs> like that movie was gonna rocket ship him to fucking stardom, man. That movie was a joke when it came out, okay? <laughs> Nobody respected no fucking soul plane. That's not the reason why Kevin Hart got famous, okay? <laughs> it was not because of soul plane that he got, he crossed over and did all these tours. It was really a 40-year-old version. Yeah. But uh, that that's what, when white people learned who Kevin Hart was. Yeah. But it was not no damn soul plane, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that, that part was really silly because he acted like the producers took... Ludacris and Cat Williams in a room and said, we're going to give you $200 million franchise. And keep in mind, this is Fast and Furious too. They didn't know there's going to be 11 of them. Yeah. And they said, <laughs> we'll put you in this $200 million film franchise and have you set up, but you have to cut your hair. Yeah. And, and Ludacris did it and Kevin Hart, I mean, uh, Cat Williams wouldn't. <laughs> it's like, keep in mind, Ludacris had the braids in the movie, by the way. <laughs> the movie was directed by John Singleton. It wasn't yeah. like the... <laughs> <laughs> That's the part I didn't get, man. And it seemed like, and you know, on the internet, it seemed like everybody was just running with it as truth. And I'm just like, why is everybody... Like, it seemed like he was freaking joking right there. It seemed like... Because it was some... Like, early on, you could tell he had some stuff to get off his chest. So I'm not discrediting that, but to me, I think that whole interview was like an hour. Or something. I think it was a long, it was about almost two hours. I want to say it was a long yeah. interview. To me, it seemed like it was a Cat Williams stand up, and you know, mind you, a lot of people, you know, because somebody, I, when I mentioned that, somebody was like, "I ain't no stand. That's the truth," you know. But a lot of the older these comedians get, their stand ups don't ain't. You know, they ain't got the fart jokes and all this other stuff. Like, Dave Chappelle ain't playing Tyrone Biggums in a stand-up, man. It's more, it's, it's kind of like they reading the newspaper and just, 
you know, saying their funny thoughts on what's going on in real life. And it seemed like this interview was kind of like that. It was kind of like a Cat Williams stand-up where he was just like, I heard what you were saying, and then he just kind of started going off on stuff where it was like entertain. It was, it was serious and entertaining where I'm like, damn. Like, to me, so I didn't take, I didn't take that ludicrous part like, oh, yeah, that really happened. It seemed like he was joking because the way Shannon Sharp set it up was like a joke. <laughs> so I just didn't get that. It wasn't like we were sitting there talking about movie roles and then he brung up how, you know, he was set to play in Fast and the Furious. And it ain't come up like that. He, Shannon Sharp literally said, or y'all kin folks. That's what I'm like. This is so random. That was so random to ask. And it seemed like he just started, you know, going in, into his joke mode with it. So I ain't take that part serious. Man, you're 100% right. This basically was a stand-up routine for Cat Williams, man. Like, it was made to get people talking. It was made for people to... This is what he does. He's been doing this for a long time, which is kind of... It kind of surprised me that it was new to people. You know, yeah. I hate being that guy who's like, why is everybody talking about this? That's yeah. how I felt because if you've been following Cat Williams, he does this every every chance he gets an interview. Anytime a mic is in front of him, he talks shit about people who are famous. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> that's just what he does. I'm sure if you go to his show, it's basically the same thing too. Yeah, that's what I got from it. That's what I got from the interview. Like, I'm sure some of the stuff was legit. You know what I mean? But that's what comedians do, man. When you go to a show... They talk shit about other th- other people, things in life, and it kind of come across as true. You know what I mean? You you like if somebody if Dave Chappelle said, "Yeah, I ran into Will Smith the other day, and you know he looked at me crazy, and I raised my hand." You know, you kind of believe that a little bit. He he said in a funny way, but you kind of you ain't gonna sit there and think, "Nah, that ain't true." He just making this up. You you gonna think like, "Damn, that's kind of got some." Tr- I think that was for real. And that's how I came across this whole interview. But look, man, my thing about Cat Williams and how he's been his whole career, I feel like he just says things that he thinks black people want to hear. He says things that he knows aren't true, but they sound spicy enough and they know how we tend to love conspiracy theories. We tend to we tend to think everybody who's famous had to do some sexual shit to get there. We we like to believe in the Illuminati. We like to believe in all these things. And Cat Williams likes to play to that. Mm. He knows he's bullshitting, man, but he he will say whatever he thinks we want to hear. You know, what the thing that comes to, to mind for me is when early in his stand-up, he had a a a rant against Michael Jackson. Back when Michael Jackson was living, he tore into Michael Jackson like I had never heard anybody tear into him, man. Pause. Mm. He really, it, it seemed like it was personal the way he was talking about Michael Jackson. He called him a pedophile. He said he didn't want to be black. He said a, a lot of shit that was just nasty, man. I get making Michael Jackson jokes. Everybody made Michael Jackson jokes, but he really went another level with it. And black people were fucking with it because at that point, that's how they felt too. They were like, he ain't one of us no more. So uh, it's it's open season on him. They laughed and applauded when he made that, when he had that rant. After Michael Jackson died, 
Cat Williams apologized for saying all that. And then he basically said that the, they killed him. Because <laughs> he was too powerful. And that's exactly what black people think now, man. So yeah. he, he says whatever he thinks we want to hear. His opinion will change at the drop of a dime when our opinion changes on something. And he says certain things that I just don't believe he said in real life, man. Like on next Friday, he said something like there was a scene where his character got raped and he was arguing that he didn't want to do that because it's a comedy and rape is never funny. Yeah, I just don't believe Cat Williams said that in 2003 or whenever it was, man. That sounds like a very 2024 thing to say. Yeah. Rape is never funny. Yeah, You know, that sounds like something he would say today. I don't think he said that. Now, I believe he probably, he, he didn't want to do the scene. Yeah. But I just don't believe he said it like that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So... Yeah, it is. he's playing to the crowd, man. He's saying what people want him to say, and he's he's willing to be that guy where people said, hey, see, Cat Williams told me that guy was a plant. You yeah. remember what Cat Williams said? This guy really did get famous out of nowhere. Hey, remember what <laughs> Cat Williams said? He He's fine being that guy, man. But it's just annoying knowing that. He knows he's bullshitting on these people, man. <laughs> Some of the stuff he said was true. Now he's right about Steve Harvey. I was just he's about right to about, say that. I was he's I, right about Steve Harvey, man, because a lot of people have said Steve Harvey's a piece of shit. Yeah. It's not just Cat Williams. So do you yeah, I was gonna get into that too. Do you think um because I, I ain't really look at it like this, how hanging with Mr. Cooper is kind of similar to um the Steve Harvey show. And I know that was yeah. the 90s and damn near all them shows was the same, but it seemed like this one was really close to being the same, like kind of same type of format when it comes to uh, like the the black cool teacher guy or who the guy work at a school that's just cool and hit with the high top fade. It, it, yeah. So that part do seem like is like look. And I know everybody bite each other, but it do seem like he kind of took a little sauce from that to create uh, the, the Steve Harvey show. Now, look, that that is possible. They are similar shows. Um, yeah. I think Steve Harvey's show was just better, I have to admit. But to be fair, I don't know if Steve Harvey created the concept of Steve Harvey show. Yeah, that's true. I, I have no, I don't know. I don't think he was listed as executive producer. I don't think he was listed as a creator. I don't think he owns the show. It's possible that he was approached with the idea and he just did it. Yeah. I don't know for a fact that he said he saw Mark Curry doing something and said, let's do that. It's possible. Like I said, Steve Harvey, everybody who's worked with him really has nothing good to say with about him. So I wouldn't put it past him, but I'm, I just don't know that for sure. Now, Cedric, Cedric definitely stole Cat Williams joke. We have proof of that. Yeah. I'll admit that much. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. It seemed like that was kind of a thing, too, um, him stealing all them jokes. Yeah. And, yeah, that was clear as day. I, and I didn't even know about that. Uh, I didn't even know about that to this interview. And um, because, you know, everybody watched uh, Kings of Comedy. Yeah. So everybody know, you know, pulling up in the spaceship and all that. And then when I heard about the Cat Williams one, I'm like, damn, that's pretty much the same thing. And, and the Cat Williams thing was older. So I'm like, damn, he actually he actually did take that and 
still to this day, he he will deny, like, no, nah, I ain't I never heard that one and all that stuff. And, you know, and you know, I ain't even gonna say to be fair, but back then people probably it was probably easier stealing stuff like that, especially if if he ain't know who the hell Cat Williams was like that. And felt like he ain't gonna be nothing anyway. So let me take this little man joke because I'm 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 about to have a movie and a tour and all that stuff. So I'm sure he ain't think it was gonna pop back up like this. And you know, Cat Williams gonna be what he is today. To be to be honest, man, like because I, I follow a lot of comedians and what they have to say about things like this. A lot of comedians have been accused of stealing jokes. A lot of them have very similar jokes. And I think it's a mixture of things, man. I think sometimes you you hear something and forget, and then you think of it and like you you kind of remember you heard it before, but you don't remember for sure. Yeah, things like that happen, man. And it's been a, a thing in comedy for a long since comedy basically existed, man. A lot of high profile comedians have been accused of stealing jokes or borrowing jokes and all this stuff. And I get it, man. Uh, it, 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 it sucks when it happens. Cedric seemed like the guy, kind of guy who wouldn't do something like that, but he did. So it is what it is, but it's nothing new in comedy for comedians to be around each other and take each other's jokes and all that shit. So that's just comedy, man, honestly. It, it's just how it's been and how it's going. But yeah, he did take that joke for sure, man. It's basically <laughs> the same shit. So there's really no excuse for Cedric there, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what can you do? Mm-hmm. What's going on, Sandra? We see you on Facebook. She said, good show. I was listening. Good to see you, Sandra. Tet Appreciate San. you listening. She's a diehard Texas fan. I see her at the games all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, Fig Figgy got that worldwide reach now, man. I see you <laughs> even bringing in a whole new audience for us, dog. I know. I'm trying, man. <laughs> <laughs> um... Other things going on this week. Oh, do you have anything else to say about the Cat Williams interview? Um, I think that's it. I think we covered everything. Yeah, I mean, it's several weeks old, so we ain't got to spend too what, long on what, it. How man. do you feel about, um, because uh, Shannon Sharp was getting criticized for the way he was interviewing. Do you feel like, it? Was, did you have a problem a little bit with the way he was interviewing? or like, how, well, it, how so? Because, I mean, he was trying, it seemed like he was trying to push back. Like, did you do you think like he was going along with it too much or what? Nah, like my only issue is uh, I felt like it was some uh, pause. I felt like it was still some meat on the bone, where Cat Williams kind of getting into some stuff, and Shannon Sharp kept trying to get to the questions on the little sheet. <laughs> where I'm just like, man, like that would have been a good time to be like, hey, what you mean by this? Or uh, because it was a couple things I can't remember them now, but it was a couple things where I felt like he should have you know, got deeper on that. He should have been like, hey, like, what you mean by this is all a conspiracy or whatever it was? But it seemed like he kept throwing off the whole interview by saying, all right, so you grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Tell me more about that. Where I just like, man, like, it felt, it felt to me, it, I think the interview got better, but to me, it felt like Cat Williams came up there to perform. And it seemed like he had a lot stuff to get off his chest like he he was with it and then um he kept uh, it felt like Shannon Sharp kept trying to get into you know how his dad was when he was younger or you know how many siblings you got <laughs> that's the only issue I had with it but a lot of people was criticizing the way Shannon Sharp was interviewing for some reason I guess 
Well, here's the thing, man. Like, Shannon Sharp, after the Cat Williams interview was done, he has to get more guests. And I'm sure, look, the fact is, I'm sure he was uncomfortable with the fact that Cat Williams dissed a bunch of people who did his podcast before. He he was uncomfortable. He actually did a podcast after that saying, like, all of those guys are my friends. Yeah, exactly. So, Cat Williams honestly put him in a difficult position because, yeah, sure, he wants to hear more about why Cat Williams has problems with these people, but at the same time, he doesn't want to sabotage his own platform by having all the people he dissed say, nah, I'm not going to be on Shannon Sharp's podcast because he put that interview out there and now I look bad. You know? So Shannon Sharp has a job too, man. He's trying to keep his platform going and Cat Williams doesn't give a fuck if he burns everything down. You know? He doesn't really care. So... Yeah, it, it, he he had to keep it moving, man. Yeah, yeah, I would like to hear him press back on some things. And it's kind of like uh, Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know, people people criticize Pat McAfee for not pushing back enough on Aaron Rodgers. But it's like, do you really want him to get into that? You know, yeah. that's not really what Pat's show was about. So... They were they were getting mad at him for not pushing back on conspiracy theories and stuff, but that's not what he's there for. He's not there to alienate people. And look, he, it, you could tell it made him uncomfortable. So same thing with Shannon Sharp, man. I, I get it. Yeah, it's kind of weak that we didn't get more ex- explanations about certain things, but I get why he had to do that. You know? Yeah, I just ain't like the weird transition into like you could tell Cat Williams had a lot to say. And he kind of stopped in that moment. And yeah. then it's just like, all right, so you grew up with two brothers. Uh, how was it growing up in, in Cincinnati with your two brothers? And it just seemed yeah, like... I it hate just, questions just like kinda, that in general, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> why it just, it's just, it just seemed like it just threw off the whole thing, man. And and I could tell, first of all, I could tell he ain't have a, he ain't no Cat Williams about to do all that. So I'm sure it kind of threw him off a little bit. And so, you know, somebody like a, a professional that's in the radio business or TV or something, they would have just ripped down the rundown and just, you know, kind of go off the vibe. And uh, you could tell he'd never been in that position before. Even if those wasn't his friends or he, he didn't have a relationship with the people he was talking about, I just felt like he, he, he was kind of like, uh, all right, let's get back to these questions I got. <laughs> that the producers got for me. Like, let's, you know, let's get back on track type of thing. And I just feel like, you know, during that time, it's kind of like, all right, like, what's going on, man? Why are you so angry? <laughs> like, yeah. like, what did he say that upset you? That kind, You know, just kind of go off the flow at that point. So um, that's, the, that's the only issue. It wasn't even the big issue because I felt like the interview was still good. But yeah. Um, but yeah, people are still criticizing him for the uh interview. It's like, man, he he's not even that type of he's not like a broadcast professional, man. <laughs> like they gave this dude a bunch of platforms, man, and you know, he kind of, you know, that's kind of what he do. I feel like he's still figuring this out, especially doing uh, a lot of this stuff on his own. So, you know, I wasn't really mad at that part. Yeah, man. I mean, worst case scenario, you get somebody like a Kanye and on drink champs where they just egg him on the whole time and they act like, oh, this is going to be the biggest podcast ever. Then they have to delete the podcast and apologize for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so look, I, I get why 
why he had to be like that. But yeah, it does suck to listen to. I didn't I didn't hear the whole podcast. It was just too long for me to really care about. I saw a bunch of the clips though, and I'm not surprised Shannon Sharp acted like that. But yeah. it is what it is, man. I get why he would have to. But to be honest, I'm, I, I hate the interview because I feel like it really kicked off this idea of everybody has to be beefing now to get people's attention. Because <laughs> shortly after this, we had Stephen A. Smith versus Jason Whitlock for some reason. <laughs> Shannon, uh, Stephen A. Smith dedicated an entire episode of his show to dissing Jason Whitlock and calling him out, calling him a bitch, you fat slob, I'm all sick this, of this stuff. fat bastard. He said the way he promoted it too. He was like, "I had to call my family and my employers and, and my pastor and my pastor, my pastor, <laughs> and to apologize for what I was about to say about Jason Whitlock." And I'm like, "Okay, man, does anybody care about this beef?" I didn't know Jason Whitlock still worked anywhere. He's working at some fucking backwater. Yeah, fucking, it's, I don't know, right wing thing. I don't know what he's a, working at now, yeah, man. But it's a it's a platform called Blaze. I want to say, yeah, I think it's called Blaze or something like that. He he actually had that show for a little bit because so I I got Jason Whitlock. I want to say I got him muted, and so um so for a long time I wasn't seeing this stuff. But every time something crazy happened, then somebody will, will retweet that where I'm like, who is this? Who who do I got muted? It's him. But um, he had that show for a minute, and whenever something big happened, then he tried to weigh in and you know do what Jason Whitlock always do, and kind of like attack people like the Jamel Hills and all that stuff, ESPN, and I think he uh, I think he went after Stephen A. because of his book, mm-hmm. and he was pretty much saying like <laughs> he ghost wrote his book was ghost written, yeah, and he. Um, he ain't really play. He ain't really get no full scholarship <laughs> to play basketball. At all. He was. I thought it was hilarious. I, I was surprised that really got to Stephen A. like that. Yeah, I think part of it just was like I said. It was the Cat Williams effect, man. <laughs> he saw the views that Shannon Sharp got for that interview, and he was like, "Let me get some of that. Let me finally unload on Jason Whitlock." <laughs> And yeah, I'm sure the numbers are nowhere near the same, but oh, he, was, he was trying to he was trying to get some of that Cat Williams clout, man, <laughs> of just having dissing somebody for an hour and thinking we would care. But I don't know. That's I mean, who I didn't really give a shit. It was yeah. funny. It was the funny. clips are funny. The clips Steve Smith funny. is just funny now, man. Whatever he <laughs> say is funny. <laughs> It, it, no, it was hilarious. <laughs> He's been having a pretty good rebrand. I like him talking about random shit. Like for a while, he was doing all these sex questions, and now he's talking about which Pokemon is the best and yeah. all this did, goofy shit. Did you did you see the clip of him? Uh, somebody tried to ask him uh, some, a random question about the movie Cars. Yeah, and he went off on it. Yeah, he like, oh, you think I know about that? So and so is the faster yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> He's been having a pretty good little rebrand, man, of him not just being about sports and shit. Yeah. So yeah, I've been enjoying the clips I've been seeing, man. He's pretty funny. I think that's a good lane for him, man. And you know, we talked about that on the podcast before. How um, we think he's trying to get into politics or trying to get into that CNN. CNN bag, and I still think he's trying to do that, man. Because as much as he's doing right now, I still feel like he's underpaid at ESPN. I don't think he's 
like I think his value is way more than that. And uh, ESPN, you know, whatever they paying them, they working them to death, man. He's doing every single thing. So um, I think at the end of this all, man, I think he going to somehow get on CNN, get his own night show on CNN, and just kind of, he could kind of uh, you know talk about whatever you want to talk about. I think I think that's kind of his end goal because those dudes, man, the people on CNN and all that stuff, they be with the shows, they be making money, man, and all they do is that show. Yeah. They might do some little stuff here, but he ain't sitting there covering the WNBA draft and and going to the Pro Bowl and the NFL draft and all this NASCAR and <laughs> filling in. He ain't doing all of that stuff um, like he is at uh, – he won't be doing all that stuff like he is at ESPN. So I kind of like Stephen A in that bag, just talking about random stuff because <laughs> I, th- I just think he's hilarious. <laughs> No, he is, man. I think he's smart to see the game is shifting. You know, the screaming at each other debate shows are over now, man. Nobody really wants to see that. We see what's happening with Undisputed. You know, they tried to go back in that bag, and nobody's really watching. Yeah. And First Things First is doing a lot better, and that's not a screaming debate show. It's just dudes talking common sense type shit, man, really. Yeah. So, yeah, that that screaming debate Skipping, uh, skipping Stephen A. type of style is just dead now, man. Nobody wants to see that shit anymore, in yeah. general. And I think he can see that as the the tide is shifting. Yeah. HRW on Twitch asks, "Are y'all going to Vegas? I don't know, Piggy. Are y'all doing the uh, radio row this year? Uh, yes, they are. I'm not going. I got to stay okay. back. But um, yeah, this is the first time um the station will be going in a couple years. I think the last time they went was. Was it 2018, I want to say? 2018, 2019? Damn, somewhere that long ago? Damn. Yeah. It, obviously, it wasn't one in 2020. I think uh, we didn't go to the 2019 one. So I want to say 2018 was the last time they went. Well, damn. Yeah, but, um, yeah, people like me never get a chance to go. So, <laughs> so I mean, it'd be cool. But, yeah, the sports radio system be out there next week. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, but uh, real quick, Cat Williams that um, that interview with Shannon Sharp, uh, fifty six million views. Damn, <laughs> and that was uh, four weeks ago, man. <laughs> it's crazy, <laughs> and that's not even counting all the clips and all yeah. the clips on Twitter it's, and Instagram. Yeah. Like it has to be like about in you know, the hundreds of millions of of views overall yeah so. this is and this is just the two this and the interview was uh two hours and 46 minutes mm-hmm. so that's a long that's a long time to get all these damn views Fucking man. longer than the movie man yeah, it's longer than some people i mean the, the views is more than some people's songs on here man yeah yeah so, it's crazy so yeah it really is it kind of say a lot about cat williams too man yeah fact, i mean man <laughs> because yeah all, yeah, all this other stuff. Like I'm looking at uh, Shannon Sharp stuff now. Um, it's not that. I mean, it's about five, five between five million, eight million, somewhere yeah. around there. So this one, they blew this one out the water. Yeah, but like I said, I, I don't like the fact that the president is going to set is that to do big numbers, you got to talk shit, even if, even if it's random shit that ain't true. Yeah. He's making shit up. It's better just to get the impression. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. See, I think it's going to get worse. Like I said, 2024 has been a year of beef so far. Yeah. A lot of beef with a lot of people. 
um, over whatever the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. So, um, other news. Um, oh, yeah. Did you see a Universal Music Group has pulled their music from TikTok? I ain't see that. Yeah, Universal is one of the biggest uh, music labels out there. Has pulled all their music from TikTok. Hmm. Wonder why. I wonder. Um, um, I wonder. Apparently, they both made statements. Apparently, um, Universal said that it just wasn't worth it for them. They weren't making enough off it. And then TikTok came back and said that you know they were trying to put the artists first. And in their yeah, pay structure or whatever, and Universal was against it, you know. So, yeah, um, U- UMG, that's Taylor Swift, Drake, some yeah. of the biggest artists out are now no longer the available weekend. on TikTok. Yep. So a lot of people's videos are now have no audio on them. <laughs> All these niggas that was making a uh, a little sexy flexy TikToks to Drake songs. Yeah. Now it's just mute <laughs> with some words. <laughs> Do you see that nigga shopping at Target? Oh my god! I was just about to bring that up. Oh my god, man! I don't know why I thought that video was so hilarious, man. Every time I see that, and no, the funniest, the funnier ones is the one when uh, people try to show what uh, what they be doing. And how they set the phone up and then leave out the door. <laughs> they come walk at the door like normal and then stop the phone. <laughs> and then set it up somewhere else. Somebody uh, set the phone up outside. And they ran and, and got in the car and drove off. And then they stopped the car to go get the phone. I'm like, man, you really got to do all of that? That's <laughs> that's crazy, man. And look, I've been I've been trying to be the content king too, but I can't do all that, man. <laughs> I, I, Dog, can't. I, I can't imagine setting up a tripod in like a store and then walking out the door and then walking in and then picking up the tripod and taking it around with me to, <laughs> while I pick, shop. While I pick up an apple and look at Come it. Come on, like, man. I'm, and and bad, there, there'd be some baddies at Target, too. Can you imagine yeah. how you look? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it gotta be a dog. I I tell you this, man. So I got a um I got a Planet Fitness sponsorship or whatever, and so yeah. they want me to get video of me working out and all that stuff, and that was a little stress for me, man. I'm like, man, I don't like. I'm not the type of person that sit there record myself working out and all this other stuff. So I'm just like, man, I don't know. But I I've been doing it. I I, I had somebody there with me and just record me while I work out. I'm not setting up tripod or nothing like that but i felt more comfortable because i seen more people in there doing the same thing where they just setting up their little tripod and do workouts and all that stuff and nobody's really saying nothing so i'm like all right <laughs> like i feel a little better now but i i used to be so ashamed to pick up my phone and just record something in public like that i just i don't know i just feel some type of way but that dude that dude in target man was hilarious man and then the one thing I did hate too was, I guess he got an ESPN deal or something like that, and where he did something promoting the um, the Texans and the um, Ravens game, and everybody go talk about, oh yeah, see so y'all laughing now he got he got the ESPN back. Like first of all, 
How do you know how much that ESPN bag is? <laughs> like that might like don't act like this is just life changing. Where you know he he's he's in a whole different tax bracket now. Like come on, man. Like a lot of these companies now, and I'm learning it as I go too. A lot of these big companies realize how important these influencers and stuff are. That they're damn near more important than a real commercial. So. You know, why not pay this person, you know, $1,000 to do what they usually do? And you're going to be on ESPN and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, people think he just ain't like a million-dollar deal. And it's just like, man, like, how do we know that, man? Like, ESPN, they look at these, you know, not even just ESPN, but all type of companies look at these, these influencers and reach out to them and say, hey, you know, we'll give you this if you if you do what you usually do. And, you know, who going to say no to that? <laughs> so I think ESPN, and plus I think that's a little more uh, smarter marketing because that come off more organic and more people are on social media than sitting there watching commercials on TV. Yeah. So that make a little more sense. And, and number one, let's not act like it blew up because a bunch of people took that video seriously. <laughs> He blew up because everybody was clowning him. Yeah. Like, that's the only reason why he blew up is because everybody was making fun of him. You know, if, if nobody made fun of him and everybody's like, yeah, go do your thing, King, do you think it would have got that big? No. No, it got, he became a meme and everybody was making fun of this dude making a big deal about shopping at Target. <laughs> so that's why it got big. So you should be thanking, if you think the bag is good, you should be thanking the people who clowned him because he boosted him up. Yeah, but yeah, it's whatever, man. I, I don't really. Yeah, it, it was just a funny video, yeah. but yeah, that's what everybody thinks that whenever some company sponsors you, that the bag is humongous. You yeah. know, it's like they get millions of dollars. I've noticed people really have a skewed perception of how much money people make off of certain things, man. You know. Even artists, like, I see some rap people talk about some old rappers, and they're like, yeah, you know, he must at least have, like, you know, $50 million. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you realize what the music industry really pays, man? You think these artists have that much money just because they had a couple of hits in the 2000s? Yeah. You know? And that kind of— People really have a skewed view of how much money people make. And that kind of go back to our conversation earlier about the swag surf dudes. I seen people saying, oh, I wouldn't do that if I was them. Like, they're, like, you know, hopefully they took good care of themselves where they live in comfortable. But how do we know they're millionaires? <laughs> like, There's they had, no that, way, they had that one song, man, and, and you know how the music industry is. A lot of these rappers, man, they, you know, they get a hit. They get all these loans. It's not like they just get all the money coming to them. It's all theirs. They get all these loans. They keep. It's not like they just stop doing music because they got a hit right there. They gonna keep trying to do music. They think they gonna blow up some more. They think they gonna get another hit, and they they try to uh they they get all these loans, buy all these houses, cars, jewelry, all that stuff, and eventually that that hit don't come no more, man. So that's when you kind of start going through the struggle where you you know you gotta file for bankruptcy, yeah. You know, you're not living how you once was when you was on top of the world. And probably that hit song that you hear in arenas all the time, 
ain't giving you nothing but like maybe <laughs> two cent <laughs> every time it's played or something like that. Maybe you get a, 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 a check from it once in a while or something. But it is not like that, man. And you mentioned all these endorsements and stuff. Man, my my own doggone mother was hitting me up because <laughs> she followed me on Instagram. So she's like, yeah, I see you doing all these things. And I'm just like, man, like, you know, <laughs> it's not paying what you think. Like, I'm over here trying to survive, man. And a lot of stuff I'm doing, I'm doing for nothing because, you know, I, I'm trying to get to a certain place. So I got to, you know, some, a lot of stuff is a favor for a favor. So, um, you know, a lot of stuff you'll see, you'll see something like, oh, he, he working with this person. But it's like, no, they're giving me access to this, so I'm promoting them for it. So that's like a favor for a favor. And, and like I said, man, they're not paying millions of dollars, man. But I don't know, it's weird. Some people just thought I had the uh, doggone uh, Meta Stallion uh, Planet Fitness plan or something, man. It's like, it ain't that at all. Oh, you on mute. I'm over here coughing so much I forgot to damn unmute my mic. But yeah, man, is some people just sometimes it's better to have people think that you're on that level until it's time for people to ask for money, of course. But I mean, look, people got to ever since that video of Lisa Left Eye explaining how TLC was still broke after selling 10 million records worldwide. The fact that people still think that the bag is that much after all this stuff is just ridiculous, man. You know, but that's just what people think. They see a big name attached to you and they think, you know, you're pulling in that kind of money and you're not. Yeah. But and it's not that. And and see the way social media and the way people be thinking, that's that's why you gotta have a lot of people fronting on social media, like, oh, I got this, I got that. Because other people will see that and be like, hey, I want to work with you. How much you charge or how much you do this? It make it look like you doing something. And so it's it's really like a, a I don't know, it's like you got to trick people to <laughs> make it seem like you got all this stuff going on for them to work with you, which is no, silly. true. Yeah, but that's how it is, man. <laughs> but like a lot of this stuff ain't paying you millions of dollars or all that stuff, man. You got to fake it till you make it, man. And then maybe still keep faking it, you know? Yeah. So that's just how it is, man. Um, we might speed run the rest because, man, I'm fading. I'm coughing every fucking yeah. five minutes. So let's just go over what else we have this week. Um, I did notice that uh, Kanye apologized to the Jews. He uh, wrote a long message in Hebrew. He he apparently he apparently at one point there was supposed to be like a 40-minute audio of him apologizing. That never came out. It was probably really bad. But uh I'm almost a hundred percent sure this is because he's trying to release a new album and he can't because they're not letting him because of what he's been saying and standing on ever since that Hitler and Nazi shit started. Um, I'm sure he's not able to clear any samples on his album. Because the labels are like, fuck this guy. So there's yeah. no way he's going to be able to release his album with, uh, who was it? Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah. He has an album with Ty Dolla Sign. He's been teasing. The track list is out. And 
I'm sure the apology was so he can make that album and release it. Yeah. So nothing to read too much into about that. Yeah. Um, we'll see if the album keeps that album and the Playboy Cardi album are like the two most teased albums that are just never coming out for some reason. Yeah. This year so far. Yeah, and I don't know if it if it is gonna come out. Uh, I'll be I, well. I wouldn't say I'd be shocked, but I'm not looking forward to it, man. I'm going on with uh, about my day, and until it do come out. Same here, man. I listen to both when they do drop, but I mean, Kanye at this point has like several finished albums that just never came out and they leaked. So there's like a bunch of Kanye songs and albums that are out there that never actually officially got released, which yeah. is kind of crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, this might be one of them. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you feel about Jalen Green at, what, 23? How old is he now? 21. 21. Apparently getting a 40-year-old Drea. Drea. Is it Drea or Drea? Drea. Drea pregnant. <sighs> Uh, I, I just feel like that's the conversation these ladies don't want to have, man. I've, look, man, if it was the other way around, and we ain't got to get into all that, but that person would be looked at as a predator <laughs> and grooming and all that stuff. But um, this was super strange, man, because they ain't even been together for a year. <laughs> ain't even been a year, man. This dude, 21, she got a son, 21 years old. And, you know, she allegedly pregnant by a 21-year-old athlete. That's, man, it's kind of strange, man. It's kind of strange. I felt like they ain't really dominating the timeline like I, it, it, it would be in other circumstances. But I don't know, man. I, I, I thought this was originally like some type of little PR agreement. <laughs> because remember, um, the, the viral Jalen Green video that was going on with his teammate. I want to say weeks after that, that's when um, they uh, they got together. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. So I, I'm like, okay, it's probably a PR stunt. Uh, maybe maybe it's a little PR cleanup or something like that. But, um, yeah, man, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy to me. It is, man, because you see how that Anthony Edwards text that was leaked when was everybody was talking about it, everybody was talking about how wrong he was for trying to demand an abortion. But yeah, nobody seems to be talking about how wrong this is that a 40-year-old woman got pregnant by somebody who could be her son. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that that's very creepy. But, yeah. uh, you know, hey, double standards and whatnot, man, what can you do? Yeah. You know, and honestly, man, that's just, I feel, I feel for him. I feel for anybody who's just young and rich and got to deal with this shit now, man. Yeah. You know, like, you know, people like Steph Curry, people clown Aisha, but that's really like the goal. LeBron and Aisha are like the goal of athletes, man. You get a day one that's going to hold you down and you make a family with that person. Yeah. Okay. This fucking around on the IG hoes getting them pregnant, that's... Yeah, that's that's not, not the wave, man. It's not, man. And um, like I said, like with Steph Curry, LeBron, uh, hell, I throw uh, Patrick Mahomes out there, man. Like people that been with him, be with, been with these dudes since high school, 
And, you know, is and look, you always hear the rumors about, oh, LeBron always messing around and all these parties and Steph Curry, these parties and all this other stuff. Man, look, they, they've been with that same person for a long time, man. And, and you know, like, say what you want. They ain't slipping up with no IG models and all that stuff because... Like I always think about this, man. Like if I if I became a millionaire at twenty one, and had no girlfriend, and just out and about, like how do you know if somebody really like you for you? You don't. <laughs> yeah, and that's even a little different in high school too, because like, like it got it's to a point that like at least, even in high school, you, I'm sure you've seen some girls that like the star of the basketball team. And, you know, because that was probably the star of the basketball team, and that's what she was attracted to. But, you know, that's still a little high school love type deal. But but 21 and a millionaire, and you got these 35-year-olds that's on you. And it's like, what? Like, do you really like me for, for me and all this stuff? And you know they, you know, they ain't going to sit there and say, I'm with you, before you because of your money. You know, they're going to do whatever they can to, to feel like they love you. And it's like, how do you, like, how do you build a real relationship, man? That's that's always tough, man. You really can't. I mean, look, they only they they just want to fuck on a lot of women, okay? They don't be thinking about having families or anything like that. Um, and this goes to one of my favorite quotes from Levar Ball because he did a podcast with a guy a few years back, and he was talking about his sons, and I think somebody asked him like, how 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 with with your sons being famous, how, have you talked to him about women and trying to meet a good woman? He's like, yeah, I sat him down and I told him, you're not going to find a good woman. You're going to end up with a hoe. <laughs> because where do, where do the good women be? They be in church. They be in like a bookstore. They be in regular places. Y'all not going to be there. <laughs> and y'all, y'all super famous. And y'all going to be in the NBA. You, where are you going to be around good women? You yeah. know, you're gonna only gonna be around hoes, and you're gonna bring home a hoe. <laughs> and it was true, man. Like, well, if you're young and rich in the NBA, going city to city, you know, you ain't got time to do anything but, you know, practice, play, and then hit the night spot afterwards. Yeah, you ain't gonna find no good women there, man. Yeah. All right, you ain't gonna find no good woman who's up like at two a.m. <laughs> in, yeah. in the club or some shit, man. So yeah. they're doomed from the start. And you just wish that they could educate themselves or have somebody, but they're not going to listen. Like what HRW said on Twitch just now, he said, that's why you need vets on the team to tell the dude she been run through. That's yeah. the thing, man. They don't care. Yeah. And not they even, know. And, and even, even with that part, man, like, to me, that ain't even the, the, the issue, man. The issue is, like, be careful around these chicks. Like, they could be ran through all you want, man, but... Don't get caught up. <laughs> Don't, you know, kind of watch your back. You know, be weary of the ones that's trying to catch you slipping. Stuff like that. I think that's that's the issue, man. Because, like, when you get older, everybody got a body count, man. <laughs> so, I mean, you ain't sitting here looking for a virgin or nothing, man. But but you just got to watch the ones that's trying to get them an athlete. Get their ticket. They, they meal ticket. So, I think that's the issue, man. I think... You know, I don't. I mean, I don't know if that would have pre- prevented Jalen Green from going through this, but sometimes you need somebody like, man, hey, I've been there, done that. Hey, 
look, man, always wrap it up whenever you mess with a chick or, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how it is in the locker rooms or how it is in that scene, but if it was somebody that was like, hey, like, nah, don't, don't go out, don't watch your drink or watch this or don't do that. Don't be around this person because they be setting people up to get robbed or if it was some type of OG that been in the league for a minute and know how that shit go, then I guess maybe it could make a difference, but. I just don't think they would listen, man. Like, I, they, they're young and dumb. They don't care. And I think it's cool. I think it's, a, it's it, they making it seem like it's cool to do. It's cool to, you know, spend all this money on girls. Look at Zion. Mm-hmm. Like, he doing it like it's, uh, <laughs> like it's a brag or something, man. That's to me, back in my day, man, it, that that used to be a little embarrassing, man. <laughs> but now it's like a brag where you you know paying paying girls rent and all that stuff, man. So I blame rap. Yeah, <laughs> my, modern day rap made it cool to be a simp, man. Let's get it right. And I think this started with Lil Wayne, okay? Yeah. And Ti, that it ain't tricking if you got it type mentality. Yeah, that's what started the steamrolling perception. It used to be, uh, fucking don't spend no money, and, and of course, hardcore shit that was also wrong in its own way. Yeah. Like talking about you don't take no girls out to eat or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, like like Jay Z said, no room service, just snacks and shit, or what, yeah. like shit like that. Like it, it was a little too yeah. far in the other way. But yeah. no, rappers have made it cool to be a simp. To be it's cool to be a trick. Yeah. It's cool to wait, spend all this money. Drake especially is kicked it into overdrive yeah. with spending money on these IG women. So mm-hmm. yeah. I yeah. blame rap. Yeah. Uh, speaking of this, man, I just thought about something. Uh I ain't put this on the rundown, but um <laughs> we ain't talk about this. Uh, <laughs> uh did you keep up with the whole Simone Biles and uh Jonathan Owens? situation yeah yeah i forgot i almost forgot about that it's been a while it, since it, it that was a the topic yeah yeah that, that had the timeline going for about three weeks man <laughs> like look man i, I he could have worded way more respectfully yeah but if that's how it happened i don't see what the issue was really like yeah you don't want to have your wife looking super thirsty like that but if that's the truth, then that's the truth. You know, if that's if she if she pursued him and he might have not been up on who she was, really. If that's how it went, that's how it went, man. I saw no real big deal about it. But of course, women got they're like, I don't even know who he is, and she's a the greatest Olympian of all time. Like I'm sure the reason why they've stuck together is because he don't give a fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to marry a fan. <laughs> Yeah, and then I think the other thing too is like so. Jonathan always played for the Houston Texans, so we yeah. seen them up close when they were together, and um, and we've been around Simone Biles too, and it seemed to me it seemed like Simone Biles because the other thing I kept hearing too was she could get anybody she want, she could get anyone. It's like yeah, but she didn't, man. She wanted him. <laughs> Like, she could have got anybody on the Houston Texans. And this dude was a practice squad player at the time. He barely made the team. We were shocked he made the team. And she was with him. So, to me, that shows you that she don't care about all that, oh, uh, you know, I could get a star and all this other stuff. 
And so when he was pretty much saying that she was hitting me up, and you know, to me it made sense because it's like, dude, she talking to somebody that's not even a star on the team that barely made the team. And so to me, I felt like that kind of speaks to the type of person Simone Biles is, where she could have easily been like, hey, I'm the best athlete. I'm the best, um, you know, athlete in the world. I, I got all these gold medals, I, you know, making all this money. I need to be with, uh, uh, you know, a superstar or something like that. She ain't come across like that. She literally got somebody, got with somebody that was on the practice squad, man. And, you know, salute to him because he ended up starting. I want to say he started that the following year. He ended up, uh, he went to Green Bay. He was a starter in Green Bay. Actually had a pretty good season. But, um, yeah, he wasn't even all that. And she pursued him. So, to me, I feel like that say more about her. I mean, how legit and real she is. Because she could have easily been like, nah, I ain't. What, what position he play or how much money? She ain't do none of that, man. She just, she she got with him. I thought it was kind of weird because it's like, dang, who is this dude? Like, I don't even know who this dude is. This dude might not make the team. And, you know, they got married and all that stuff. So I, that's the part I ain't really get why girls are so mad about it. Because it's like, this dude wasn't that good. And, yeah, she could have had anybody she wanted probably. But she she didn't, man. She Got with him, and that was it. So I feel like that said more about her. Honestly, that's a worthy discussion, too. Like, these women, especially the athletes, the famous athletes who end up with, like, not people, people who are kind of famous, but not the same level. Like, look at Naomi Osaka and Corday. Yeah. You know, people were shocked when they heard they were dating. Yeah, we like were. Naomi Osaka <laughs> at the time was like one of the biggest names in the sport, and Corday, which you had to be deep in the rap to even know who he was. Exactly. You know? Yeah, we and were they, shocked. We didn't even. I don't even think we knew who he was. I might have heard of him, but I was just. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know of his music. I hadn't heard of any albums from him. Yeah, we was kind of like, what the hell? <laughs> we was kind of looking like, who is this dude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Serena, who ended up with like the the uh, some Reddit guy who wasn't even like a billionaire. People said he was a billionaire. He was not. He was like a mid level rich guy. And she ended up married with him, having kids. Uh, I'm sure some of the other examples, even outside of sports. Look at Oprah and Stedman. You know, yeah. Stedman's like what a lawyer, <laughs> like of some regular guy, yeah. and. That's who she's with all this time. So, yeah, I don't know what what that is about women who seem maybe part of it is just they they don't they they already think the spotlight is harsh enough. Maybe they don't want like a super uh superstar boyfriend or husband to be with them too. Maybe they just want somebody who's kind of famous but kind of close to being normal. It with them, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, that's so, that's kind of yeah, that's kind of like um where you see like a guy like if you see a guy try to get with a girl that's that's saying kind of corny, that's kind of lame a little bit, but she all right looking. It's like, all right, I ain't got to worry about her being mm-hmm. being pursued or out in the streets or or even this might be a better example of a um like the fine ass girl that's with a corny dude, corny nerdy dude. 
It's just like, how she, how did she get that? How did that dude get her? How he bag her? And it's like, shoot, she she happy with him because she ain't got to worry about no girls trying to, you know, get with him. He ain't going nowhere because that's the best girl he ever had. So that's kind of a win-win for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. It's worthy um, to, I don't know what the mindset about that is. I think men are just, I don't think we care in general. Yeah, I don't but, think yeah. we care. But I think it's only the fans who want to push this. The most famous athletes should be married to the most famous female athlete or something. Or like Drake should be married to Rihanna. Or like we, we yeah. should always pair the most famous people together just because it happened with Jay-Z and Beyonce. Like yeah. it's not always like that, man. People's personalities and things come into that as well and all sorts of factors. So yeah. you like who you like. Yeah, and plus, like I said, I've I've been around uh, Simone Biles before, and she like super laid back. I I know a lot of people saying she kind of a bit of an a hole <laughs> at times, but like being around her, she was like super normal. Where I was just like, dang, because like I I mean I ain't gonna sit here and lie and say like I watched every one of her <laughs> her performances and all that stuff, but she was like super cool and normal. Where you, you know how you meet a celebrity and you feel like you have a sh- uh, like you have a shot with that person, where it's just like, man, I feel like I have I could I could get a shot with this person. That's how I feel around Simone Biles. Like she kind of that normal. She not like super flashy and where I'm just. It's not like being around Beyonce, where you see Beyonce, you like, man, there's no way in the hell I have a shot. But being around Simone Biles, I'm like, damn, like. Like I feel like I feel like if I had a little more, <laughs> on, on a good if day, I, if, if I, I had designer on, you yeah, know, or, or if, even if I just had had a conversation with her and get a chance to shoot my shot, I feel like I would have a shot. I feel like I won't have a shot with a Beyonce or Rihanna. It's because she's dark skinned, huh? You real <laughs> colorist, you damn colorist. <laughs> <laughs> but, what's up, drunk? I see you on YouTube, man. What's up, man? Happy New Year to you, man. Happy New Year, drunk. Drunk says, listen, I'm a Houston Texans fan starting now, and I'm going to use y'all as proof so anybody asks ride for me. Look, come on the bandwagon, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I will forgive you for saying all that Ohio State quarterback stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that was you. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All sins are are forgiven, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's all right, man. Come on. You've seen the light. Uh, Pastor, Pastor CJ has saved you. So you are forgiven. Uh, Drunk said, what's crazy is Corday might be more famous than Naomi at this point. <laughs> okay, pump the brakes, man. All right. I don't I don't like kicking people when they're down. But I did see Naomi. Uh, last I saw, she got eliminated from the Australian Open in the first round. And that used to be a tournament she dominated. She won like at least twice. Yeah. So that I th- that's sad to see, man. I think it's kind of over for her at this point. Maybe it's just a slump and she can work out of it. But yeah, I think that book's been written, man, especially since we've seen how Serena came back post-pregnancy and yeah. wasn't the same, you yeah. know. And to be clear too, Serena, she was still low-key dominating, man. She just couldn't. Yeah. I think, yeah, she just couldn't get over that hump, man. I don't think, and of course, ain't nobody Serena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we didn't see people come back after retirement and all that stuff was nowhere near the same, man. So, um, yeah. it, it seemed like the dominance in tennis is short, man. It's 
There's no LeBron. Serena was the LeBron of tennis. There's no, yeah. there's no more. Like usually, you get like a good four or five year run, if that. But um, some people get like a good little three year run, two year run, and that's it. To so. be fair, I mean, basketball has been rare like that, where you have somebody who's dominant multiple times. You know, you have uh, Michael Jordan. Then you had LeBron almost right after that. So, and then even before that, you had Magic and Larry. So you had people, but in other sports, it's like there was Tiger Woods and then nobody. Yeah. There that was, was Arena yeah. and then nobody. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's 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 not the same. Yeah. It's and that's where I think people people look at Serena and even somebody like Venus. Like yeah, I think Floyd Mayweather and then nobody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like people look at Serena and be like, oh yeah, she's gonna be the next Serena. And it's like, no, nah, like <laughs> it's a little more difficult than that, man. These tennis players, man, they could be hot for two years, man, and just fall off the face of the earth, man. It and you know, that's no disrespect, but it's all like to me, the turnover is so crazy. Like all year I haven't really been watching tennis, and you know, I'm a tennis guy. But, um, like, I looked at the standards. It was a lot of new people, man. I'm like, I've never heard of these people. And, you know, that's how it goes. Sometimes an 18-year-old come out of nowhere, man, and just be dominant for, like, two or three years. And you be like, oh, this is going to be the next, um, you know, Joker or something like that. And it's just like, nah, man, this, <laughs> that's rare, man. Because, shoot, everybody kept saying Nick Curios is going to be the next person. And I ain't seen him in a long time, man. It's just it's just hard to get back there, man. And when you get 27, 28, you that's when you you know you start getting worked by some 16, 17 year olds. Yeah, yeah. Um, drunk said he was uh 12 minutes behind on the live. Whoops. Hope you heard us say what's up, man. Um, and drunk said, and yeah, I did say CJ was gonna be a bust, but that's my dog now. We going to the bowl. Hey, it's all right, man. Yeah, I see, see, CJ would forgive you, so I forgive you. Yeah, okay, because he is a uh, look. He he is our he is our new TD Jakes, man. All right, <laughs> he is. Look, I'm not even religious like that, but he, hearing the team now. I be like wanting to go to church sometimes, man. I feel like I'm getting the word from <laughs> these players now. Do you have you noticed like everybody on the team is super religious now? Yeah, and, and see, and remember that was a conversation a couple years ago when you had like Jackies to be there, and yeah. it was it, it it wasn't legit, man. It didn't seem real, but this one seems super legit, man. And um. Family men, religious family men now. And yeah. that's, I was thinking about that uh, a few weeks ago. Like, CJ Stroud did in one season what Jack Easterby was trying to do for like several years and could never do it yeah. change the culture and also make everybody religious, God fearing Christians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every player, when they get on in front of the mic, thanks God first. Mm -hmm. They always talk about God. And and they're just super religious and packed in. And I this is what Jack Easterby was trying to do all them years and just couldn't do it. Maybe it was because Deshaun was there. It could I be. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was an evil influence. But, oh, speaking of, do you believe I saw Deshaun was on um, 
uh, what was it, Cam Newton's podcast. And Cam Newton asked him if he felt a certain type of way about CJ having the success he had, he's having in Houston since, you know, now it's supposed to be Deshaun. And Deshaun basically said, no, you know, he doesn't think like that. And he told CJ to go ahead, take the city, man, it's yours. So do you believe Deshaun there? Do you think he was, he was capping a little bit? Uh, so that that was actually on Deshaun's podcast. So Deshaun, oh, okay, never mind. So Deshaun and Quincy Avery got a podcast. And I think they had Cam Newton on there. But um, for some reason, I feel like he don't care, man. I, I feel like he, I felt like, I think we were all wrong on Deshaun Watson, the person. Like we just, we thought he was what CJ Stroud is right now. And it, it's not that. And, um, I think Deshaun just he's that type of person that just don't give a crap, man. I I feel like he, you know, he good because he got paid and all that money is guaranteed. And he just kinda like whatever, man. Because it's it's so weird because like the stuff that he, he been doing all season, like mind you, he, he was out for the season eventually. And he was still doing his podcast and all this stuff. It's just like, man, that's kinda that's kinda strange because Usually when somebody like that, that high profile is out for the season, they usually lay low. But it seemed like he was all over the place, man. Dude, remember, dude was all in the suite, uh, <laughs> sipping mimosas with his girl during the uh, Browns game. And people kind of criticized it because he wasn't, they was wondering why he wasn't on the sideline with his team. It was just kind of a strange behavior, man. But uh, I... I kind of believe him, man. I I, I kind of think he just don't care, man. He just like it is what it is. Whatever, I'm out. And I feel like you know he'll probably never say this, but I just feel like his experience in Houston, especially towards the end with you know Tony Busby and all that stuff, I just felt like that probably left a bad taste in his mouth, man. Where he just like I you know I just want to move on from that city type thing. Where he just don't he I don't think he cared that he you know that was his city at one point and he lost it, <laughs> I, I, and and somebody else came in and doing bet uh, doing what he probably would have never did. So um, I just think it, it just seemed like he's that type of person that and that's not really that passionate about it. He just don't care. Yeah, I I think he felt a certain way, man. I I think he does want to be loved. You know, I think he does want to be in Houston. You know, like no offense to Cleveland, man, but you know how it is down here, dog. I think he he would want that, but he's also I think he's accepted that it's over. So I believe that part of it, but I don't believe he feels no type of way. So yeah, um, drunk says, don't you dare put CJ and TD TD snakes in the same <laughs> sentence. My bad, man. I, that was the first black preacher I thought of. I couldn't think anybody else. So. I didn't mean he's like him. I just mean he's like, you know, like a preacher type version. <laughs> so, like um, Pastor Keon Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> um, Junk says, listen, y'all need to find out who Nico Collins is and get, a, get his first real interview. Look, man, the phone lines are open, man. We've been trying to tap in with people, but it's yeah. hard, especially since the Texans are trending upwards. Yeah. You know, it's getting a little hot. It was easier a few years ago. Uh, when the team was struggling, but now, like I said, stay low and build is over. Yeah, the bag is out. So, <laughs> um, drunk says this is the first time I've heard that Sean had a podcast. Yeah, I didn't know until uh, Figgy brought it up. 
yeah. few a while back. Yeah, um, so um, so they got a podcast. Him and Quincy Avery, friend of the show, got a podcast called uh, Lockerverse. So um, it's literally him and the shine talking. I wonder what kind of numbers it does because I never see anything from it except for that one clip, which I'm sure it was Houston football people who put it up there and not like a nationwide discussion. But I wonder what kind of numbers they get because I can't imagine like it's a very popular podcast, even though he is one of the premier names in the league. Yeah, I don't think it's that pop. I think it's it probably do numbers from people that's in Cleveland because it's their quarterback and they just trying to hear what he got to say and all that stuff and. I think at one point uh, it was a clip circulating around from Cleveland people because he was talking about um, – they started talking about people in the media and Deshaun brung up somebody um, in the Cleveland media and all this other stuff. So kind of like – I don't want to say clickbait, but I, yeah, because – so the podcast first started, um, it was like Quincy Avery, Deshaun, and – they find, like, some type of high school quarterback to kind of talk to and watch tape with him and all that stuff. So, I don't know. I ain't really get it like that, man. To me, Deshaun never came across as, like, a podcast media person. And, uh, shoot, honestly, Quincy Avery never really came across as that either, but maybe that's something they just trying to step into. But, um, yeah, I don't know if it's doing that well, man. I don't think it's... Like to me, it's not must watch. Like to me, I feel like Cam Newton would be much watch, much watch because he. Um, I feel like Cam is a little entertaining. <laughs> he is, man. He is. Yeah. I don't really look at Deshaun as entertaining. <laughs> he a little yeah. dry. Quincy's Quince entertaining on Twitter. I'll say yeah. that much. You guys got something spicy to say on Twitter, man. So <laughs> he is funny on Twitter, but I'm sure his podcast is not like that. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's educational and informative. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I mean, we're past that now. So, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for the C.J. Stroud podcast. I'll tune into that. Yeah. but I wish I could um, get him on, man. <laughs> I, I wanted to get him on. Too. I just feel like it's unfair. Look, I, I'm even rocking Ohio State <laughs> sweater right now, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I should be the one to get him on <laughs> because I, I'm I'm the biggest Ohio State guy. Probably in the damn state of Texas, outside of uh, probably more of a bigger fan than C.J. Stroud, and he played there. I'm like, I should, I should get first dibs to have him on, man. <laughs> Just off the strength of that, I was the, uh, I was look, I was sitting here saying C.J. C.J. ain't that far off from Bryce. Mm-hmm. Everybody talk about the Ohio State quarterbacks, ain't this? Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. don't. If you if you can't get Bryce and trade back and all this other stuff, I'm like, nah, he ain't that far off. <laughs> like, I think he'd be just fine. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Some haters are in our chat right now, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pepper's farmer members. <laughs> um, <laughs> Drunk says Odell on Marlon Humphrey podcast said Giants sent him to Cleveland to die. So yeah. I mean, Cleveland was a good team this year, man. Uh, I just don't know what happened in that Texans game for them. They couldn't get shit going. Joe Flacco looked like 40-year-old Joe Flacco suddenly. So, yeah. Drunk also said, Deshaun would have to fight somebody one-on-one on on stream for me to watch the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't going to lie, man. I never, I I wasn't really invested in that, watching that podcast either, man. I mean, I don't know why. I don't. I don't know if it's being biased. And, and look, I ain't got no problems with 
like Quincy Avery, man. Quincy always been cool with me. And, you know, like, Deshaun is Deshaun, man. <laughs> like, I never met him or anything like that. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I felt like I, I, Deshaun, Watts, uh, Deshaun Watson podcast, I'm not running the watch, man. <laughs> I ain't even care to hear. I ain't even care to hear him speak, man. I, I, yeah. I, I like I like hearing C.J. Stroud talk. I don't, I never really cared to hear Deshaun Watson talk, man. Yeah, something about his. He's always seemed, and I don't want to seem like a hater just because he's gone. Yeah. But I guess we could just speak openly since he's gone now. He's always seemed kind of fake, man. Like the way he talks is just. It seems like he's not being legit. And when CJ talks, it feels like it's coming from the heart, man. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Maybe it's just the way they talk and their tone and inflection, but CJ just seems more genuine, man. He even says some shit he really shouldn't say, like that whole L.A. women versus Houston women type thing, like some yeah. of this shit. Hey, he just says whatever's on his mind, man, I feel. Yeah, yeah. and but, even it was even in the press conference when they lost. He was, like, he was sitting there like, man, look. I, I feel y'all when, uh, you know, I understand the fans. I be mad when my Lakers lose. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't say stuff like that, man. Yeah. They, they, try to, they try to be super H-Town or super this, super that, to pander to, to the fans. And you're like, man, I want to give the fans something good to watch, man. I be, I be salty when my Lakers lose. So I'm just like, man, he legit. And remember before the season started, man, or before training camp and all that stuff, it seemed like they was taking a long time for him to speak. Remember that? It seemed like they yeah. did. It seemed like they was kind of hiding him from the media for some reason. And um, I hey, figured, CJ? yeah, CJ. Oh yeah. It took a long time for him to meet with the media, and um, people. John McClain was complaining about that, but um, but yeah, like I thought it was because maybe he loose at the lips, and you know all this other stuff. I don't know why they did that, but maybe they was kind of. They felt like he wasn't really media trained to something. Uh, but he seemed like he's not really that, that typical media trained quarterback, if that makes sense. You know, you know, like, like it used to irritate me when I used to hear Deshaun because even at the loss, he just sounded like a robot. Like, yeah, you know, we just didn't make the right plays. And it just seemed like that same typical players talk, man. And, um, with CJ, man, it seemed like he really be upset after the loss, man. He just, you know, it seemed like he really speaking from the heart. It's not like he took this media class to learn how to speak to the to the um, to reporters and all that stuff. So I, I like that. My bad. Um, I think the reason why they were kind of it looked like they were trying to hide him. Apparently, they have rules that rookies can't talk. In, in the media or have press conferences or all that stuff. And it got to a point where, like, he had to. He was getting, he was too popular. They're not supposed to do, like, these podcasts. He made something, he said something in the podcast, like, he gets fined every time he does an interview, you know? Yeah, I, and yeah. I think what it was, too, because I think, I think eventually they did have to put him out there at the podium because mm-hmm. I think other people, t- I think Will Anderson talked. But it seemed because this was a whole conversation like Dick Casario doing this Patriots thing mm-hmm. where he trying to hide stuff and all that stuff. And this is like, dang, like what's wrong? So it was like a big deal when he finally talked. Yeah. So, so like I don't know what it was. Maybe maybe it was for the best. 
But um, yeah, no, it is. Yeah. I think they uh, the tech, the like the that's the thing I'm happy that's different about this team too, because in the Bill O'Brien years, everybody talked like a robot, man. Everybody said the exact same shit. You know, of course you had JJ Watt who would say whatever he wanted, but yeah. that was JJ. Everybody else talked like they were reading a script, man. And yeah. I think that was part of the programming. Like they wanted people to just say the same message over and over, and not give anything to the media. And these new dudes are like, man, they're thinking about other things to do outside of uh, just playing football, being a media personality, having their own podcast. They can't get that type of following by just being boring. Yeah. You know, they have to have personality. So that's one thing I'm glad to see the players just be loose, give fun interviews and have fun things to say and not just read off a script. So... Yeah, it's been exciting to see, man. Um, the drunk said, I'd rather see y'all get Kyle McCord than Deshaun. Nah, <laughs> nah on, man. Dog, you ain't watched no Ohio State yeah. games then, man. <laughs> dog, I almost boycotted Ohio State, man. And you know what made things worse, man? They hired freaking Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator, man. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ, man. Dog, yeah. I was so upset, man. Like, I couldn't believe that. But no, Kyle McCord was a he was a rough watch, man. <laughs> that dude was a rough watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel for you, man. Um, uh, also seeing Michigan win it all, man. I'm sure. Oh my god! Man. <laughs> I'm sure all that hurts, but yeah, you in Houston now, man. Things are on the up and up, so yeah, it's okay. You can let that pain go. HRW said, "Tell CJ you're trying to introduce Rocket to Jesus." Yeah, man. I want him to come on and convert me. Okay, give me the word. Okay, I'm open to. Uh, I'm open to a new re- uh, a religion, man. I'm open to being saved. I want him to baptize me. Okay, pause. <laughs> pause. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get uh, saved. Okay, so if you want to get in this podcast and tell me the good word, I'm down with it. <laughs> Drunk also got beef. Speaking of 2024 beef, Drunk has beef with us now. Okay, here we go. Our first beef of the year. We, he, he says, I got beef with y'all. Y'all schedule y'all YouTube apps too far in advance, two days before y'all stream at at max. What's wrong with that? I, we want y'all to know when we're coming. Pause. I, Pause, man. In this shit, man. Uh, we want y'all to know that we got a new episode coming that week, right? Don't you want to know yeah. in advance that there's a new episode coming? <laughs> yeah. So what I usually do, I try to... Um... So I did it. Uh, so I I usually set up everything uh, to, to to stream on the day we supposed to stream. So last week we were supposed to do it uh, pause, but um, <laughs> but uh, Rocket was sick, so I had to push the stream back. And um, yeah, so that's why I was kind of uh, up for a couple days. And um, yeah, man, I don't know. You probably get a notification, probably. <laughs> That uh, it's about to go live or whatever, but yeah, man, uh, I'm a I'm gonna start setting it where I you know set everything up day of or something like that, or maybe hour uh, uh, of. So I just be trying to do it so I don't forget, so it won't be yeah. no extra work or nothing. But, yeah, nah, yeah. I'm fine having it advanced, man. People need reminders that we're dropping new episodes coming soon, man. Y'all can count down the hours and sit in the waiting room, okay? <laughs> but uh. Nah, I feel you, man. Um, he said, Drunk says, what do y'all give more credit to for the season, CJ or DeMarco? I DeMico. mean, I would... 
Yeah, I mean, the defense is all D'Amico. I said DeMarco. D'Amico. Fucking, that reminds me of the fucking the battle rap Marco DeMarco. Don Don DeMarco. Marco. Marco. (laughs) (laughs) Don D'Amico. Look, the defense played well, and that's all D'Amico, so you have to give him that credit, Um, especially the way they came back in that Browns playoff game and just shut shit down. So that's all D'Amico. CJ, I mean, of course, you got to give him a lot of credit as well. I mean, he, no matter what happened, he lost his best weapon and still played well. Yeah. You know, he was great at spreading the ball around. So I, w- I don't know if I give one more credit than the other. I think it was really equal effort on both of them that made them successful this year. Yeah. So I would probably, I would give more of the, more of the credit um, to CJ, not by much, but I think. Look, man, nobody expected CJ to be looking like this. And for the simple fact that he 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 pretty much looked like this the whole season. It wasn't like up and down and struggles and all that stuff. He he really didn't struggle this year, man. <laughs> and um that say a lot for a rookie quarterback. So uh I think if he if he did struggle this year, I don't think they would have made the playoffs. But um, yeah, I will give a little more credit to CJ, but D'Amico is right there, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I am mad at it, man. I think, like I said, I think both of them deserve a lot of credit. I can't put one over the other. I can't necessarily put CJ because, look, it's a team. Look, he, he can't play the game by himself, man. He needs to be coached well. Like, if you say CJ, then that means you give Slowick more credit, too, because he's calling yeah. the plays, man. Speaking of which, he almost got poached. They had to uh, (laughs) double up that contract to keep him here. So, I mean, I'm sure he's not going to be here for much longer. So, we'll see what they do after that. But, yeah, man, I think it's the whole coaching staff in general did a good job. CJ, of course, and everybody, all these rookies, people who were thought they were washed, came through and played big. So, yeah, everybody deserves a lot of credit, man. Yeah, I agree. Um, other things. Let's wrap this up, man. Let's go through some things real quick. Um, what else did we miss? Oh yeah, uh, WWE news for all our wrestleheads out there. Um, they're putting Monday Night Raw on Netflix. Um, which I don't know if you still watched Monday Night Raw. Last I heard, it was like three hours long. I'm sorry, man. That's too long for wrestlers I never heard of to be wrestling the whole night, okay? (laughs) It'll be one thing if it was three hours and they had Stone Cold and The Rock and Chris Jericho and Kurt Angle and Undertaker. Man, man, uh, was WrestleMania used to be three hours back in the day. Yeah. That was like, oh, shit. That's, that's, That's the Super Bowl for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now, man, did you see how long WrestleMania is now? Or it's two, two nights, days. dog. It's like six hours, doing it eight like it's hours. Coachella. That's crazy, man. That it really is, is, man. Yeah, Royal Rumble. I think it's like eight hours too. It's some wild too. I'm just like, man. Yeah, it's a WrestleMania weekend now, dog, and it's like <laughs> two nights of WrestleMania in a big ass stadium. That's crazy, and, man. Like, I don't, I just don't know if the talent, like, these people, most people have not heard of most of these names that are in WrestleMania, man. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy. Um, they've been talking about The Rock coming back to fight Roman Reigns again. And I don't know. We'll see how that shit goes. Yeah. <laughs> Rockets drunk said, Rocket call us wrestle heads. That's crazy. But no, I did pass out drunk during the Royal Rumble. 
See, man, I, I I be trying to get into wrestling, but then whenever I watch an event, I remember why I stopped watching it. You know, I be I be wanting to get into it, like the whole bloodline storyline with Roman Reigns and Jade the Usos and Solo. I was getting into that, man, but then I watched like a whole episode of that shit, and I was like, this is terrible. And yeah. I, <laughs> let me just watch the clips on YouTube of the storyline that I want to see. I can't watch a whole wrestling show, man. Like, this shit is so corny. Maybe yeah. it was always like that and I was a kid and I couldn't see it. But now, uh. I just can't sit through a whole wrestling episode of SmackDown or Raw or a pay-per-view. I can't see the whole thing, man. Yeah. I usually watch WrestleMania. Um, I can't watch both nights. <laughs> but I watch at least one night. Yeah. But that's it for me, man. Usually after WrestleMania, I've like I've had my feel for the year of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, me too, man. I, dog, I can't. It's hard for me to watch wrestling now, man. And it, it, I don't know. It just seems so corny, man. Like even like the last time I was watching it, I think it was some women wrestling, and just even the theme music just sounds so corny. Yeah, very like, generic. Yeah, just I think who was it? It might have been like Sasha Banks or something like that. Uh, what's the what's the what's the theme song that money money money? Here yeah, comes that was the probably, money. That was probably wait no that was uh <laughs> who is that Shane McMahon wasn't it? I don't or if know. If it was women, they might have been Shasha Banks. It was it was like something just money money money. And I'm just like, and everybody just got hype. I'm just like, man, this ain't even this don't even sound scary, man. I remember just the scary ass. Uh, <laughs> It's just like, oh shit, that's so and so. Like the Hardy Boys, what? Mm-hmm. Like it just even the music just sounds so corny, man. I'm just like, man, I, I, like I get, like how can you get hype walking down the ramp <laughs> to this? How can you get jiggy to this shit? I just, I don't yeah, know, man. Tough. <laughs> they need to bring John Johnson back, or, or the cat that was making. Yeah, the, the dude music. that made all the iconic. They fired him and then brought some other people in, then fired them. And now they're on some just, I don't know. They always try to save money and cut corners. So I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's it's rough. These themes are just, yeah, it's, I don't know what you can do with them. Yeah. Um, Drunk said, only reason I watched Royal Rumble is because I bought Peacock for the Chiefs and Dolphins was like, might as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's nothing else to watch on Peacock besides like old wrestling pay-per-views and... I don't know what the fuck else Law, is on uh, there, man. Anything Sunday going football? Yeah, yeah I was gonna say uh, Law and Order. I'm, yeah, I'm Law a Law and, and Order. I'm a Law and Order fan, so I, and plus I get Peacock for free, and uh, because I got uh, what's that uh, Xfinity. I got the little Xfinity box. Yeah, I had I had that for a long time, man, and that's before anybody really knew what it was, and I was barely using the um, the Xfinity box. And then uh, it wasn't until like COVID when I was stuck in the bedroom and we was just, that was the only thing in the bedroom. So I was looking through it and I was watching all type of shows, man. I'm like, damn, this is actually all right. Like whatever this is. And then it just kind of, uh, it really blew up after that. So um, yeah, I, I got Peacock for free. So it don't do nothing for me, but I do watch a lot of Law & Order on there. Yeah, I think I had it for free at first, but then they took it away from my provider. But they said, if you sign up now, you can get it for like three bucks a month or something. So I'm like, okay. So now I pay a little bit, but it's not much. But I never use it, really. Um, And Drunk just brought up what I was brought to talk about, man. Because these 
Dennis McMahon's sexual allegations, sexual assault allegations, or whatever you want to call it. I don't think it's assault. Just like misconduct. It's a lawsuit. Um, A woman who used to work with the company basically filed a lawsuit saying that, you know, she was doing sexual favors for people and being hired. She had to take all these explicit photos and videos for events. And she leaked some of his... uh, text and it was just nasty shit man it was just it's like the shit you see in the comments on Pornhub yeah. <laughs> it's like it's the type oh, of shit this big man was on man uh, I heard something like he shit on her head once and you know, all kinds of nasty allegations here and look I don't put it past him man this is crazy yeah. I, I don't think his on-screen character was that much of a stress from who he really is. I think he's really just insane, man. Yeah. So Especially I'm not being surprised. and all that shit too. <laughs> yeah, years of steroid abuse and then probably cocaine. I'm not surprised if he's a maniac. But at the same time, I kind of felt like this was a business arrangement. I think you know, that's exactly what it was, man. I think she could have walked out. I don't. I didn't see anything implying that she was forced to do any of this. It seemed like that it was an agreement to this, and uh, yeah. from what I seen, it seemed like he, I guess, agreed to pay her three million, and he only gave her one. So and the now issue is like isn't just down. the fact that she did all this stuff. It was that he didn't pay enough. Yeah, he ain't pay what he said he was going to pay. So yeah. now this is a shakedown. So that's what yeah. I. That's what I got from it. Because at first I thought it was like a, um, a, a I thought it was like a, a real I don't want to say real sexual assault, but I thought it was something that she couldn't you know she wasn't down with, and it seemed like it seemed like she was down with it, man. She was doing everything, but I guess the money money wasn't money at that point. He, I guess he didn't come through on his part, so she had to shake him down. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he after this, he stepped down from whatever board he was because I think WWE just merged with TKO and all this stuff had just happened. And, of course, they just announced the move to Netflix for Raw. And a bunch of stuff was happening. I think The Rock also signed on the board as well. So now he's kind of like a run in the company in yeah. a way. And then this happened, and he looked. I'm got, sure they wanted this out anyway. Yeah, and that, that made more sense because it, it it was a bad look. It'd be a bad look for him to stay on like that. Yeah, and this had gone back and forth because I remember something happened where they kicked Vince out before, but then somehow he came back and kicked everybody else out, including his own daughter. Yeah, and then now this is happening, and now he's kicked out again. Yeah, so. I can't keep track of all this crazy shit going on in wrestling with Vince, man. But I'm not surprised by any of it. Yeah, it, it, he's he's insane. Drunk said Vince text was like, "Hey, I'm in a tech department, and they all want to smash you after I showed the videos." Yeah, yeah he was I've on some nasty part. shit, man. He was like real graphic, man. Yeah, I was just like, "What the?" <laughs> I was like, "Damn, how do you even talk like this, man?" It was real. I don't know. It was very uncomfortable, man. The funny thing is, like, now you look back at all the degrading stuff he made the women do, like, on in wrestling, that I was a kid. I didn't know anything about it. I was just like, hey, titties. But yeah. now you look back and it's like, damn, man, these women probably did not 
think they signed up for this type of shit. And he's yeah. making them like wrestling bra and panties and wrestling the mud and shit and yeah. do lap dances on guys and do all this wild stuff. And they had a, I remember they had Trish Stratus like on her knees walking around like a dog. And it was wild, nasty yeah. stuff that was going on in WWE with Vince, man. He was just. Yeah, they don't even yeah, do stuff like else. that. They don't do stuff like that no more, do they? No, hell no. Okay. Yeah, yeah the bra and panties matches have been dead for a long time, man. <laughs> now it's like respectable women's wrestling. Yeah. They have their own world rumble. They have their own beef. And <laughs> they don't even wrestle men anymore. They 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 cut that out. So Damn. they're in their own so world. it's a whole separate league, pretty much. Pretty much, man. Yeah. And some of them are fire, man. I'll be watching some of the Japanese ones. They be going in. I like Bianca Belair. She's good, too. Sasha Banks used to be with them. She moved to W to uh, AEW. I think she's going to be on now. Okay. But yeah, they be going in, man. They be they be getting after it. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> um, other stuff that happened this week. Uh, does that about do it? Is there anything else we missed? Mm. Jonathan Majors update. Uh, what's going on with he, him? He, I think he was uh, a couple accounts. He got found guilty. I want to say. Do we talk about this? Mm-mm. Because he had the uh, the interview. Did we talk about the interview? We didn't. <laughs> Are you really? I feel nah. like we did. No. Nah, so I don't think we didn't talk about any of this. Nah, because Wayne bring up him keep uh, referring to Martin Luther King and all that shit. Oh yeah, because that was MLK Day. <laughs> and we everybody made the joke that it was Jonathan Majors Day. <laughs> um, so we didn't talk about him being found guilty on some accounts and then having a good Morning America interview no. and that interview being weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say, like, to be honest, I don't think the charges were as serious as we thought because it seemed like he was charged for trying to get her off him. And what I guess if she got hurt or something, that was part of the reason why he was charged with that, but yeah, I don't know. It was man. Just, the whole thing is kind of weird. Yeah, so I guess he was just guilty of reckless uh, misdemeanor assault. So, I don't even know if he's going to go to jail for this. I would think not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I saw some of the interview. Um, yeah, he just seems like kind of a weird guy. Like, it, he, there was multiple... Instances of him telling the woman he wants to her to be his Coretta Scott King yeah. and hold him like oh, this is a weird line to use on people. Yeah. Um, he's kind of a strange guy, but a lot of actors are strange in general. So I can't hold that against him. Uh, but I don't know. I wonder if I don't know. I don't have to make of all this, man. Yeah, but uh, I think uh, there, I think we discussed this already. But he officially off of Marvel. I want to say yeah. So. Oh, yeah, because I think that was our last episode where we were just talking about who else could play, and you were talking about Terrence Howard. Yeah. So Kang. Yeah, yeah that's right. That happened. That that happened right. Cause I that yeah, that, that was before that was before the verdict. Cause I remember we had that clip, and that was perfect timing. Yeah. The, it got a little boost because Jonathan Majors was going straight. Yeah, somebody is somebody, yeah, somebody actually replied to it because yeah, I guess they thought. Did. I guess it's funny. I guess people just search Jonathan Majors. 
Yeah. And then just try to, you know, see what they could see and disagree and that argue. That was before the verdict. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. yeah, we didn't talk about that shit. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so um, I, I feel like he'll be back, man. I don't think he's going to be back as Kang, obviously. I think they're just going to have to rework whatever that is now. But yeah. I think he'll be back, man. Yeah. I think he'll uh do an apology tour, do some like low budget indie movies that are really good and get Oscar nominations and then he'll be back in some kind of big franchise. But yeah. I don't think it's the end of him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he's going to be this uh, I wonder if he is, so you think he's going to get back to where he was before not in not in Marvel but back to I don't that. think it's imp- it's going to take time, man. Because my my opinion is people forget. For example, Robert Downey Jr. Everybody yeah. forgot how he was like before Iron Man. Yeah, you know he was unhirable in Hollywood. Yeah, before Iron Man, and then when that popped off, everybody just kind of pushed the other shit to the side and forgot about it. Yeah, and I think Jonathan Majors will get there eventually, but it's not going to be this year or next year. It's going to take some time for him to uh, build up that reputation again. But I think he'll eventually get there. And people have short memory, they'll forget. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, real quick. Have you um have you been watching that show, Griselda? I haven't. That's what Selma Hayek, right? I want to. What's it on? Uh Netflix. I don't have Netflix. I gotta re-up, but I'll check okay. it out. Is it good? Uh it's okay so far. I just feel like um Griselda Blanca, she, you know, she got she had a cra- it, it's a wild story, man. And I want, I want to say they only released like three ep- oh not three but six or seven episodes or something like that. So um, I think they probably I think they rushing through it a little too quick. And um, mind you, she just got killed in 2012, <laughs> and she did a long bit. I think she did like 20 years in, in prison before she got deported. But um, yeah, it, it's it's cool so far. I I still feel like um, what's her name? Um, Sophia, uh, the girl from Modern Family. Gara. Yeah, her. She um she's playing um um Griselda, and um uh, it's weird because look, man, look, I ain't trying to get in trouble or nothing, but Griselda wasn't that cute, man. <laughs> she she to me she was not that attractive. And you got somebody yeah, super, yeah. you got somebody super attractive playing her, and you know Griselda. It seemed like Griselda had a little weight to her too, and I don't know. It just, I don't know. It's kind of a weird. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of weird, man. Especially seeing um, Sophia and what she played in before. She never played nothing like this, and so it's kind of hard to get adjusted to it, but. Um, yeah, uh, I think it's okay so far. That, but I, I did bring it up because uh, apparently uh, Griselda's only left son um, is, I guess, suing Sophia for, I guess, I don't know, name, image, likeness or something like that. But, um, yeah, he, he, he did not like her playing the role. He said she wasn't cute enough. And I think he's I think he's suing her and Netflix. So um I thought that was a little bit interesting. I mean, look, they're gonna try to get money however they can. 
As far as Sophia being too cute to play Griselda, this is Hollywood, man. Like, they're going to get somebody cute to play the main role. Same thing with uh, Johnny Depp in Blow. That guy was like a real guy that he played. And you know that motherfucker ain't look nothing like Johnny Depp, man. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> they got to make it look good for TV and the movies. Yeah. Uh, I, I get it. Yeah, but I, I just didn't see her... I, I, I guess it was nobody else to play that role or something, but... I mean, they could have got I, somebody, I, sure. I, 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 I would have been fine with somebody else that we didn't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think... Like, uh, I think the guy that played uh, Pablo Escobar, I thought he was pretty good. Like, I wasn't really familiar with him. I don't know. He probably played in some other stuff, but I wasn't f- familiar with him, and I thought he did a great job playing uh, Pablo and it's just, I don't know, maybe it's the modern family thing, <laughs> just seeing her yeah. in a serious role like this. We're just like, man, I can't, <laughs> I can't take this serious. But um, maybe that's it. I, I, sometimes stuff like this, I'd rather uh, um, a good known, uh, unknown actor or actress play that role instead of just getting a big star that could kind of make you want to see the show, I guess. I don't know. But I, I don't know. It's hard for me to buy into her. In this role, yeah, yeah, and you kind of think of Narc, like your example with Pablo Escobar. Narcos had people you never heard of, and now they're big stars, like that dude who was in everything. Now, the dude playing the Last of Us, Narcos, yeah, who the dude that was in the Last of Us, yeah, he was in the Last of Us. He's in Mandalorian. He's in a lot of shit. I forget his name now. He's in a lot of shit now, and that was the first time I seen him, and, and nobody knew who he was at that point. Yeah. So, and that's also kind of the case where you know the show's not that good if they got to rely on a a known name to sell it, you know? So, I don't know. I'll check it out, though. I'm interested in it, but, yeah, I'm not sure. What's up, DBZ McNeil says, what's up, Rocket and Figgy? Long time no see. Yeah, man, it's been a while. We back, though. Good to see you on Facebook, bro. Yeah. Great you joining us. We're about to... And this, damn, we three hours deep, dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this bitch up, man. I fucking need to need a cough drop or something. <laughs> um, Shit, you got anything going on, man? I know no more tailgating. Um, you just kicking back, enjoy your weekends now, bro? Yeah, yeah, I got a couple. Um, yeah, I ain't doing nothing the weekend. I'm going to go to the gym. Uh, I got to shoot some content at the gym. There you go. But, um, yeah, going to the gym. I'm just chilling this weekend. Uh, I'm working on having a, a Super Bowl, like a Super Bowl party. Um, okay. At the um, same place I've been having the, um, the away watch parties. So I'm working on something with that. And um, Jasmine going to be in the building, too. She's going to hey. be DJing there. So Jasmine been kind of doing her thing, too. So uh, shout out to DJ Bloom. She go by DJ Bloom. Okay. And, um, yeah, so I got I got a couple things going, man. So um, yeah, shout out to all the supporters. I was actually on the red carpet for the sports awards the other day. Hey, hey, so, yeah. So it was cool. I got uh, I got to catch up with Bun B and all these different people. Lance McCullers Jr. Yeah. So um, yeah, man, was, everything going pretty good, man. <laughs> now that's dope, man. I know. Uh, wasn't. Bun B and Paul Wall and some other people doing a halftime show at the Texans game. Yeah, I think they did that one in Cleveland. Uh, they did that one. And the last, I, I want to say the last home game of the year, um, I want to say they had Mike Jones. 
Yeah, Mike, it was yeah, Mike, Mike Jones. Jones. Yeah, I want to yeah. say Mike. Yeah, Slim Thug and Paul Wall, I think. Yeah, they did still tipping, man. And they said they were going on tour. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, man, everything been going good, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Glad to, glad to be on a podcast with you again, man. We miss you. Miss having uh, the talks with the, the chat and everybody who comes to join us, man. We miss y'all, y'all. So we're happy to be back doing yeah. this thing as often as we can. And we're going to keep kicking the shit into high gear, man. Very yeah. happy to be back. Yeah. And definitely got a lot more to talk about in the future. So, <laughs> shit, let's go ahead and wrap this damn thing up, man. Appreciate everybody who came through tonight. Chopped it up with us. Uh, Michael Garcia, Jenny P, TJ. I'm not going to mention that dude on Twitter. I don't want to <laughs> say that name. Or Twitch. Mick Martinez, Spoon, HRW, Sandra Gomez, uh, Drunk, of course. I feel like I'm missing somebody, but I'm sorry if I miss you. DB Zibby Neal at the end, of course. Appreciate seeing you as well. And everybody else who... who, who Hit us up on social media, man. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. And until next time, peace.